Hello, you're listening to Reviewing History, your comedy history podcast. I'm filmmaker and teacher Brian Rupert, joined here by... As always, Stephen Douglas. And the star of the show, everyone's favorite. Angie, yo. Uh, Woo! <laughs> he's really coming to his own with that. He nails it. His name. <laughs> can, can you put a drum roll in post? <laughs> when I'm like, roll? and everyone's favorite, you know. Yeah, really. I don't think I'm everyone's pop. favorite. I have my followers. His shit-eating grin. <laughs> the smile on no, his face. I'm not everyone's favorite. Not everyone's So, favorite. I like your shirt. Back, you know? I like my shirt. I like your shirt today. Can you expose it? Yes, it's uh, Keep Staten Island Historic. Now, did yes. you wear that specifically for the show? Or? No, I have this shirt. It's a shirt. My wife bought it for me. But you just happen to have it on as you're doing your history show? That's right. Yes. Okay. Are we Was calling it? Is this officially? A, yeah, I guess it is planned. a history show. I mean, what, you would say it's not? <laughs> Well, you like to say it's a comedy history podcast. It's both. Which seems very complicated. Mm. It's both. Yeah. You know, we give it's a little of this, a little of that. Yeah, a little of everything. We're yeah. not going to provide everyone the most accurate history. No. You know, but we'll, we'll give you some stuff and have Sometimes a fun time. Sometimes we're imagining. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we'll just lie and fabricate things. Yeah. yeah. What? I don't know. All of it, Most of it. Everything. It's every oh, word has been everything. a lie. Maybe 70%. We're a couple of con men. Mm. Ah! Kind of like uh, the star of, well, not the star, the star. main character of the movie we're doing today. Oh, yeah. What's his real name? Frank Abagnale Jr. Yeah. It's his real name in the movie. Yeah. Is, it, is, that, um, is that Italian? Abagnale? Abagnale? Uh, Abagnale? French? Oh, yeah. Well, his mother's French. What about his father? Hmm. American? Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well, we have to say the movie. Yeah, we're doing Catch Me If You yeah, Can. Yeah, Catch Me If You Can. Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. I believe this is 2002. Yep. Yeah. Uh, his father was an Italian-American, so he is yeah. Italian. Oh, same, um, same year as Gangs of New York. It's a big year for Mr. DiCaprio. Gangs? Isn't Gangs 2003? No. So these both came out. The Are we lying again? <laughs> no, it's, it's 2002. They're both 2002. These both came out the same like season. Yeah, you had your Damn. pick of a Leo film. This is this is Leo coming into his own. He's here, and he's not leaving. He's gonna be rolling around in the ground in the wilderness, getting raped by a bear. Oh, we got this a lot way. of Leo coming. Yeah, do we? Aviator. I never saw that. I never saw this. This is my first viewing. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad to hear what your thoughts are. Um. It was fine. Those are my thoughts. That's a good thought. It's better than it was bad. It's not bad by any means, it's, but it's like, this is like a who gives a shit story. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a fun crime romp. Yeah. It's not even that fun. He doesn't do anything all that fun. I love this movie. Do you? Yeah. This is a movie, I saw it when it came out in theaters. I saw it in theaters. Mm -hmm. And then my family had the hot box at the time. And it was one of those hot box movies where every time it came on, I would watch it, at least in parts. Mm -hmm. So I've seen this a thousand times. You know this movie like the back of your hand. Yeah, and I haven't seen it in a really long time, like watching it start to front. But I love this flick. Yeah, I knew nothing about this. Uh, this was all new to me. I know my wife likes the movie, so she's been trying to get me to watch it for a little while. Okay. But other than that. Did she watch it with you? No. This was sprung on me too quickly, and we couldn't get together to watch it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we had a miscommunication. There was yeah. a bit of a communication breakdown. And when the machine so breaks same. down. We break, break down. down. Yep, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. But we'll, we'll get through it. Um, 
Personally, I liked this movie when I first saw it. Uh, You've seen this before? I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw it in theaters too. Mm. And I felt like I almost disliked it more now than when I first saw it. Why? Because it's the tale of a hip young boomer taking advantage of a trusting society? Um, <laughs> just in general? <laughs> I'm going go to be honest. I got way more out of it now than I ever did before. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, I used to like it, mm -hmm. and now I love it, and I actually wow. think it's brilliant. And I will take you through what I think the movie is really about. And Good, like, because I don't cool. know what it was about. I, don't, I, I found myself trying to figure out what was the, what am I supposed to get out What's of What's the this? point? What's the point of this? Why right. tell this story? Okay. Well, it's a real story. Well, I understand, we'll I understand it's a real that. story, but every we'll movie that. has like a mess. Well, maybe mess is the wrong word, but there's always a point to watching these movies. And when this was over, I was just feeling like, I don't know what, what I'm supposed to think about all that. Ah, okay. You know? Uh, there's... There's a, I kind of agree with you there, actually. I and think, I think that's why I disliked it more this time right, around. I think I'm going to convince both you guys and I change so. your opinions by the I end. I hope so. Sure. I mean, I like the movie. Um, but I think when you look at the past ones that we've done, we've done some heavy hitters. So I'm comparing it to, like, great stuff. It's Look, you know? I think the mistake, you particularly do this all the time, where anytime yeah. we talk about something... You're, you're always just fucking doing dumb shit. That's what <laughs> no, you no, do. No. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I don't you even dip shit. What a fucking asshole you Fuck are! Fuck up, and you you prove it. You prove it to all of us yes. every time you open your fucking mouth. <laughs> you that called you, him your an opinion imbecile. is worthless. Yeah, you called me an imbecile because I made a joke. <laughs> no, you gave your serious opinion about your sitcom choices. I don't and watch terrible sitcoms. Choices. <laughs> That's what you're. I was to listening to that. That was several weeks. He ago. laughed at. It. I was listening. That I was rolling. <laughs> Every time you called him an idiot, he I was, was so angry. He was so angry. You're an imbecile. I said Frazier. By the way, I've never seen an episode of Frazier. Frazier's great. Never seen one. We know that. It's very well written. Yeah, sure. But anyway. Anyway. Yeah, you were going to convince us about some stuff. Apparently. Well, before we before we do that, we were just about no, what to- What were you going to say? You said he always does something, oh, and then I cut this you is, off. This yeah. is what you always do. Yeah, yeah. You always compare things- You'll be like the sh like some of the shit we've seen is like so great, and it's yeah. like this isn't trying to be Amadeus, so you can't. No, judge it's a much it. lighter movie. You no, can't no. judge it next to Amadeus. You have to judge it. It's trying to be a fun crime heist movie. Like of, yeah, of, yeah, of the of things we've watched, this is probably closest in tone to Driven. Yes, sure, and it's a better yeah. version of that. Oh, much. Oh, so yeah. it's like. You have to judge it based on what it's trying to be, you know? Right. But I, I also think I can't give, like, something like this, where you said you love it, right? So in my head, it's like you're giving it an 8 to 10. I can't give it an 8 to 10 because I gave Amadeus a 10. You know what I mean? And, like, if I can't give this a 10 if, but it's if a that 10 stacks for, it's up. It's a 10 you know for different I mean? things. Like, sure, you love Jurassic Park. Yeah, but if I do it based on movie history, I'm not, like, the history comes into factor with rating this, too, right? So... It's tough. It's, it's however you want to do it, true. True, true. I usually just go by how much I enjoy it. I didn't give this a bad mark, though. I, I enjoy this movie. It, it's hard not to. It, it's a fun movie, right? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> we all just looked at it. It's fun, right? It's fun, right? <laughs> Tell us it's fun. It is Say fun. It. It's fun to watch. I can see why people love this. And you, you see the Spielberg. watchability, right? It's very watchable. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Rewatchable. Right. Let's talk yeah. about the elephant in the room. What's the elephant in the room? He's over there. His name's Horton. He hears a who. And uh, that was a horrible, horrible joke. 
Some have said I'm the elephant in the room. Yeah, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> I saw you crossing the Alps into the Po Valley and Romans <laughs> running in terror. <laughs> yeah, I had a till on my back. <laughs> we came from Carthage. I can't right. wait to make that picture. <laughs> this Hannibal, it's not a till. Oh, uh, sorry. I fucked up. <laughs> <That's> all, right. <laughs> all right. But this is our first Steven Spielberg joint on the show. Oh, my. I guess it That's is. That's the elephant in the room? Yeah. I oh, think shit. it's something we got to talk about, right? Sure. The man's body of work is insane. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We all love his his shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, some more than others. Well, obviously, it's like we all love Raiders. We yeah. love the indie fuck. shit. I mean, everybody everybody knows what the fucking Spielberg hits are, right? Exactly. Yeah. He did AI, right? Yes. Did you like AI? I've never seen that. Me neither. I never saw AI. Oh, can we do it? <laughs> I think he's kind of been on a, a shit run for the last 20 years or so, right? No. No? Last 20 years? I can't think of anything off the top. Just off the top of my head, right this second, nothing's coming to mind since 2002 that I've given a fuck about from Steven Spielberg. Before that, there's a billion, you know? Well, let's go through the list, shall we? You want to go through... Let's look at the stuff that he did. So this is... Too, look, I mean, I, I can rattle off of probably right. 10 movies that are, like, incredible. Like, but they're all before 2000. But they're all before 2002. Okay. Ready? So you think Catch Me If You Can was the last, like, good thing? I think that was the... Because you didn't see the Aviator, I think right? that's probably the start of his downturn. Catch Aviator or Spielberg? Yeah. Uh, is, Excuse uh, me. Scorsese. Okay. So what did he do after this? After this. The Terminal, which is based on a true story, but I've never seen it. I mm -hmm. like that movie. A uh, very basic movie, though. War of the Worlds. I like that. That's I great. Liked it. I like that. I don't know if it's great. It's I like great, It's a I really it. great action sci-fi. Yeah. Munich. Fantastic. Never saw it. Ki cri cri Crystal Skull. I mean, Horrible. Okay. It's shit. Sure. Yeah. Garbage. Adventures of Tintin. Really good animated film. Okay. Yeah, that's... that's Who but, gives a shit? Yeah. War Horse. That I was, didn't see it. That was it. okay to middling. Lincoln. Lincoln's good. good. Bridge of Spies was awesome. Good. I liked it. All right, maybe it's just my personal taste that I just yeah, don't I care. So. Well, when maybe. you look at it, there's none of the big blockbuster there's stuff. No, there's no right, Saving right. Private Ryan, Jurassic Park, Jaws, you know? Well, you can't always we, those make, don't. You know, I understand. Those that, don't that. exist anymore. Those are yeah. the, the movies of a young man, and we're now getting an elder statesman in the industry. You right? can't make masterpieces I mean, he did Ready time. Player One in 2018, which I liked a lot. I liked that movie, but it's not a masterpiece. That's, a, well, that's what you're getting to. That that's almost Where's the like a, a parody of himself, isn't it? Isn't Ready that movie? One? Isn't that I don't? I've never seen it, but isn't that movie just like nostalgia bait of his own fucking stuff? No, no. it's like it's here's commentary. Back to the Future things. It, no, happening. no, no, it's social commentary. Is it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's I mean, everything. I can't really yeah. say I didn't see it. It's everything. But it's an enjoyable movie. Enjoyable, mm. but it's like he said, it's not. It's not a matter. You're yearning for the 90s masterpieces. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for these cultural fucking dominant things that happened that just he doesn't do anymore. Well, which no is fine. Does, he doesn't have to. But no one does them anymore because they right. can't be done well, unless James it's Cameron Marvel. Well, James Cameron does Avatar. Are there any rock star directors anymore? Tarantino? Uh, he's the last one. He's the last guy. I guess. He's the last guy where... People are going to see a movie just because it's a Tarantino. Mm -hmm. And even he is a, a leftover from a different age. Yeah, it's just Would directors consider, and films uh, don't have that same impact anymore. Mm -hmm. That's actually a reasonable point. Would you consider Cameron one of those people still? James Cameron? Yeah. No. People go to the sea. 
his movies just based again on his name. no cultural impact whatsoever. No, but he, like when you say rock star director, like I would the first two people that came to mind is that and maybe like Snyder because people will go just because those names, you know. No, what Zack Snyder? I don't know because well we maybe that's just Zack Snyder's we do the making jokes. like direct to Netflix shit now. Yeah, I mean well, there was a do. time. When Spielberg came out with a movie, everyone that. in the world went to go see it, yeah. talked about it for the next year and a half, and it became in the zeitgeist of our culture. Yeah, that was when we had a cultural zeitgeist. We don't have one anymore. I agree. So yeah. it's it like he he. But can, I'm, not, I'm I'm not criticizing the man. Like uh, I'm not attacking him. No, I I'm just saying he's past his prime, and he probably has been on this downward turn for twenty years. I actually will disagree, and I think his work is, like, as strong as ever. All right. In my mind, in my opinion, he's the greatest director ever mm -hmm. because he's capable of doing anything. He could do incredible action. He could do slow burn Sci dramas. Yeah. Anything. Like, have you ever done a comedy? Like, a straight-up comedy? He the did, Terminal has he, a little bit of comedy. He did one, and it's a huge flop. I've actually never seen it. 1941. Oh, 1942. 42, yeah, not 41. Yeah, I've seen parts of that. Okay. It's a pile of shit. I've never seen oh, it. Yeah. But you <laughs> it's know, early on, that was like 1980. Hook, yeah. which well, Hook, is no. Hook is hated by 90s. anyone that's I not, like Hook. But that's anyone 90s. that's not in our generation yeah. is hated Hook, by. Hook was a kids' movie for us. Yeah. That's 90s though. That's not yeah. after uh, his downfall. That's kind of his rise. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of uh, I side with Ant. Sadly, his body of work, like it, he hit a peak, but he never like fell. It's not like he's been making shit. No, he never fell. He makes good movies, but he doesn't make craftful masterpieces nothing, anymore. Because no, it's hard to do that. Nothing short of, like, Maverick, which, again, is a fucking sequel. Yeah. Like, has any sort of, like, draw at the box office where people go and talk about I'm not it. talking about box office. I'm just, like... Zeitgeist. People do not no. give a fuck about modern movies. They don't stick around in your brain. They no. They care about Marvel. They, they, they're Marvel movies that become memes or they're forgotten. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. It's, that's just what movies are now. They're, they're disposable. You hit next on Netflix. It's background noise. You sit on your phone and you watch it. Movies are a dying thing that I love. What was I, the uh, last movie yeah. that you truly were enriched by and you love? Maverick. Where I walked out of the theater and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Maverick. Maverick. Yeah. Recent. When I saw Maverick, I came out and I was like, "Wow, I can't fucking believe I saw yeah, that." that was, mm -hmm. Maverick blew me away. Good. It's very good. Like I loved Maverick. I mean, I loved. I saw almost all the Best Picture nominees last year, and I mm -hmm. loved them all. I really liked Banshees of Incharen. I got to see that. You that, will love that. Yeah, I, I I looked at the trailer after you. Brian saw that and he called me up and was like, "You need to watch this." And I watched the trailer and I was like, "Yeah, this looks up my alley." I haven't you watched, watched uh, it. All, all Quiet on the Western Front, right? Oh, I thought that was great. So that was recent. Yeah, yeah. You're like 1970. The one that popped in my head was Northman. I, I, love I thought Northman. that was, was fantastic. Good. So, like, they're, they're there. They're there. But it's these just... have no cultural impact either. Northman had no cultural I think the impact. witch did. The witch had no cultural impact. I think so. I think, I think people care about that movie. I think people I think care about it care more about now it. than when it came out. But it's That's still, what I'm saying. It still isn't a giant It has thing, a staying power. But you can't go to the layman and be like, <laughs> Remember yeah. Black Phillip? They'd be like, "Why? Shut up, racist!" You know. <laughs> uh, there's no Lego sets of The Witch. There's Lego sets of Jurassic Park and Star Wars and all those. Everything is just things. constantly like shit. Boomers love that they repackage yeah. it and try yeah. to give it to the young. Yeah, like like rebooting Ghostbusters. I have for a, kids, you a know? Uh, kind of 
I guess, big statement about this because okay. I think that movies themselves. <laughs> Try explaining that one. You can't. You can't. <laughs> uh, I might actually cut that. Uh, movies themselves, like you said, as Brian just stated, are so disposable that entertainment itself is kind of yearning for something else. And I feel like we're kind of on the cross between that, where movies are slowly... So you're saying the age of the movie is over. The age of the movie is coming to an end slowly. Now, not box office movies like Marvel, because they're going to make a billion dollars, but you're only going to get that so much. You're not going to have that that structure anymore, because there's only so many um, Do you you know, think, IPs that Do you think exist. people younger than us have any interest in watching like an art film? Outside of being forced to in school, no. I really don't. I think some people... And you guys work with kids. It's a small kids. population. When we're talking about the, the main population of people don't care about that. I think some people do because it's like... Like, um... Everything Everywhere All at Once was a weird fucking movie mm -hmm. and it generated a lot of mo money and it had an impact. It had buzz. People saw it. Did it have an impact? Yeah. I think it had buzz. I think people talked about it. I. The it was only, a great movie. I mm -hmm. loved it. The only person I've ever heard talk about it is you. Sadly. And you're a movie guy. Like my like Brian is the only person I've heard in person talk. About that's it. what I'm referencing. Where like, how but many you times get, do you but go on to the your internet, family, it's there. You go to your family, and it's well, like that's yeah. what they talk about. Yeah. I I you know, put that on for my for my wife's family. Uh -huh. They were like, "What should we watch?" I was like, "Oh, watch this. It was great." I have to go do. I left. I did yeah. something, right. and I came back after, and they're like, "That was the worst movie I've ever exactly. seen." They sat through exactly. the whole thing, though. Yeah. So I think that if the movie industry hits that point where when they need something else you, you need a new source of entertainment and I think interactive entertainment is probably closer to what the future is going to be where it's like a movie that you star in like VR kind of shit it's you funny I mean? it's like all the guys I work with their number one conversation is what they're watching and recommending things to each other, you know? But it's Shows. always hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the new thing that the algorithm presented right. to them. Right. That's what they know. But you know? stuff that has cultural impact, like... Cultural impact for me so hard is to dumb. do. Yeah. You need Every, something Everything new. is so segmented into what you like. Like, mm -hmm. I'm a movie guy, so, like, I'm in the movie pockets of the internet where I yeah. see movie shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're into more music shit, so you go to music places. Yeah. You know, it's... Sure. You're into oh, yeah. shit posting and memes, so that's what right. you go to. It's, and gay porn. Yeah. Gay pornography. Obviously. Right. Yeah. He can tell you what's trending there. Mm -hmm. 100%. They're into red socking now, he said. Oh. Brian, I don't know what that is. Sure. Why don't you explain it? Because I don't know what it is. Eh? I know pink socking. Pink socking. Sorry. Oh, up. okay. You know what? <laughs> Don't worry. I got you. I'm on, I'm on your page now. All right. He, I thought he got something new, and I'm like, Brian actually just showed his hand. <laughs> um, no, I think in order to do a cultural impact, I think interactive stuff is probably the next thing. Do you remember when you worked at the uh, virtual reality place? The Void, yeah. That was, was almost like... Awesome. Pretty cutting edge stuff. They have new stuff out now where it's a full uh, open room and you star in like a zombie. Why apocalypse. don't you tell people what it is instead of just saying a blanket statement like that that's really vague? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it's the virtual reality. Well, thing, that was a so setup for you to explain is... what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> I might be under scrutiny. To I mean, say you it. could say what the void is. <laughs> so the void is a, it was a VR experience that the virtual reality maps out. The real map that they make. 
So the stage. So you have a VR map, basically, like a game map, where if there's a table there, we set up a table in real life so that when you reach out in VR and touch it, you touch a table. What does VR mean? Virtual reality. Okay. So... Do you think anyone listening doesn't know? Like some right, grandpa yeah. put it on is like, what is yeah. this? VR. So what will happen is let's say there's like lava in front of you. They'll shoot a heat lamp at you. Let's say there's water that splashes. They'll mist you. So it's an interactive mm-hmm. environment, which is what I was kind of talking about. I think that's the, the next step towards actual. There's pretty amazing stuff when I did it. It's cool. Oh, it's very it's cool. Fucking, you I can love grab it. a gun and shoot the gun and you feel it in real life. And in VR, it's mapped out. So. You see the gun in your hand, and it, it's really cool. It's probably the closest thing we have to, like, a holodeck. It yeah. is a holodeck. It's 100% you know? a holodeck, but they they have what I was trying to get to. They have a new uh, version of that mm-hmm. where, so, in the, the Void, it was, like, hallways, kind of, where you build, like, these walls. This has no walls. It's just an open exp- exploration kind of thing, and it's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. But that's the future right there. But we should probably get into the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're here to talk about a movie. movie, right? Like, yeah. So we're talking Catch about, me if you can. Catch me yeah, if you Spielberg. can. The story of a famous con artist criminal, yep. uh, Frank Abagnale Jr., mm-hmm. played by Leo, Leonardo Abignale. DiCaprio. Yes. Yeah. yes. Star studded cast. Yes. Star studded. He still looked young enough to play a Thanks. boy. Yes, play a young man. If you think about it, he was almost Spider-Man two, like a year earlier than this. Really? Oh no! The same year, two thousand two. That summer, he I didn't. Really, I, he was in the running with Toby. He was up there. Yeah, he was one of the people they mm. were looking at. You think that would have been worse? They cast the perfect guy. They did. Yeah. Toby. Yeah. It's perfect casting. There's no okay. one else I'd rather see. That movie rules. <laughs> it's I <agree> incredible. <laughs> I agree that that was good casting. So the movie starts out very strangely. I love the credits. The yeah. opening. So that was the first thing I noticed. The yeah. credits are 1960s. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's Mad, 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 Mad World. It's yep. fucking... The all. music. Do, 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 do. Tell yeah. the truth show. Very weird. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. the, the um Very weird. The game show opening. You're talking about the opening animation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The little animation. The John Williams score. Yes. It's yep. very classic Hollywood stuff. You yep. must have loved Pink that. Pink Panther. Oh, I, I eat it up. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm like, yeah. this is the shit, man. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. so much in this movie that's designed for me to love. Oh, oh, Obviously. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. talk about I, that. Once, I, once we got about halfway through, it was like, oh, this is why we're watching this. <laughs> this, this was Steve's pick. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. No, this was his pick, guys. It was Ant's pick. <laughs> no, I was wanting to see it. <laughs> we discussed it. Oh, the fourth it. wall is coming down. My God. We all picked it. <laughs> Sometimes we get together and decide what to pick. So that To Tell the Truth thing is real. He was a contestant on To Tell the Truth. Oh, oh yeah. Which is a great That's show. Cool. Probably the coolest show I've ever seen from like those old TV things. It's from the 1950s. It was, um, oh, God, I forgot what it was called. Is it the one with the Lincoln? That's what I was going to say, yeah. They, they would bring a person on, and they had a secret, and the panel would have to figure out what the secret is. And one of the one, there's a famous clip on YouTube you can look up. There was a, they had a guy who was in Ford's theater when Lincoln got shot, and that was his wow. secret. They yeah, had to figure that out. It was really cool. That is cool. How do you fucking even guess that in the 1950s? Gotta ask questions. Oh, he's a very old man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. gotta <laughs> ask questions. Mr. Seymour. It was Mr. Seymour. That was his name. I remember that. So that I that's a weird loaded start. the gun for mm-hmm. John Wilkes Booth. The South shall rise again. <laughs> Starts being overtly yeah. racist. Yeah. In the 1950s, that would have been a problem. They would have given oh, standing ovation. Yeah, they would have ate it up. 
So they say that he stole $4 million. He's He was the youngest con man basically ever. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. And we're introduced to uh, Tom Hanks, Hanratty. Carl Han- I am Carl Hanratty. Yeah. Uh, and this is in 1969. This is our first Hanks, this isn't is it? I believe it is, yeah. Is it? I think so. Got to really go through my head. So he yeah. is playing uh, the guy, obviously, hunting Leo's character. Carl Hanratty. But that is not his, that is real, not his real name. Nope. The real guy is named Joseph Shea, who apparently uh, did, did not, not want to have his name in the film for some reason. Hey, we're going to make you so look like an asshole. So we're going to out ass- him right here. <laughs> we're going to make you look like an asshole for freaking two hours, basically. I've read yeah, I don't think he looked like an asshole. Dude, he, he quarters Leo in a yeah, room and gets that, tricked. That, yeah, he that specifically looks, looks like an asshole. He looks stupid there. Yeah, he sure. looks stupid and throughout I, a lot of it. I read a lot about uh, the background of this. And it's I don't know what's real and what's not. So it seems to me that most of the story is pretty fabricated with it's the exception of the crimes. The crimes yes. are spot on, like the so scams themselves. Frank said the movie was 80 percent accurate. Mm-hmm. Yes. And a couple of years ago now, it's kind of like an eight men out situation. Yes. People have done research and come to light. It's all bullshit. And like it turns out like the whole thing is he, practically most the, bullshit. Most of the crimes are bullshit too. He said after. Uh, like long after the fact of the film coming out and everything, that his book, his original book that came out in like 1980, um, was telling a story, not necessarily telling uh, a biography or an autobiography. Like, a, but it was sold as that. It was sold as that. So right. he's like, they called him, and he's like, oh, maybe I exaggerated. Right. I, I, I think you can <laughs> you can safely say that there's an accurate, there's a certain level of accuracy when it comes to the the scams. The everything everything else seems did. to be... I think the uh, credit stuff he did, but it's... I don't think he did... Like, the uh, the board thing with the lawyers, like, the Louisiana board has no records of him at all. Oh, well, he had a fake name. No, like, any of the names that he... Like, there was no records of that ever happening. Like, he lied about that. He lied about the hospital thing. Like, apparently all I don't believe bullshit. a con man would lie. Yeah, it's all bullshit. That's why I believe carnival games are always on the up and up if when I go If there's one man fair. you can trust... <laughs> It's this guy. Yeah. Know? Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, it's Christmas Eve, yeah. 1969 in France. Yes. Leo is he's reprising his role of man in the iron mask of being in a French prison coughing. <laughs> <laughs> he's all sad about violently coughing. Man in the iron mask. Yeah. I never saw it. Oh God. Okay. Dude. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't go down this road. It's a th- it's a sequel to the Three Musketeers. Uh-huh. Basically, there's a twins. Twin of uh King Louis the 14th or 15th. The Sun King? Yeah, who has been stored away in prison and they want to break him out and switch them so the guy in prison can rule kindly. That's kind of the gist of it. Yeah, oh. that's a good that sounds good exciting. Yeah. It's, it's cool. I love musketeer shit, the Three Musketeers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And uh, so Carl is meeting him. He's violently coughing. Somebody got me a doctor. His accent. Yeah, what is that? Is accent? very bad. Is very bad in this. Where is he supposed to be? Boston, from? I think. Right. But it goes in and out. Yeah. Like it's sometimes he's he, just Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and sometimes he's from Boston. It, it's very confusing. Well, that's what happens when you let an actor go too much, and you're like, right. you. He most of the time it's the Boston accent, or it's regular. He's like, let me do one for me. I think 2002 <laughs> was probably the height of Tom Hanks's powers. I mean, you're I, two years removed from Castaway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
He's un- he can't be stopped. You can't you can't put a chain on him. He's still he's Hanks and he does what he wants. He's still fucking strong. He's always going to be strong. But America loves Tom Hanks. Yes, he is. Would you consider him like America's guy? Like he's the one that like no matter what everyone loves. For some reason, I think it's because he was in Saving Private Ryan and then like did Band of Brothers. Like he, he also does voiceover for all those docs. He's become like America's uh, hero, almost <laughs> like history keeper. Yep. You know? yeah. Well, it's him and Spielberg. They do all these historical movies together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how he got that kind of job. He's beloved. But yeah, everyone loves Tom Hanks. He ma- makes a couple movies that are just fucking out of this world. Yeah. And and he's been risen to a point where he's he is like above Hollywood. Oh know? yeah. He's Tom Hanks. Yeah. He was Sully. Right? Yeah, he was Sully. He was the captain. He yeah, was the, the captain. captain now. Captain Phillips. What else? Yes. He's he's just he went to space. He was a bosom Paul buddy. Thirteen. Yes. Yeah, he's a killer. He's he does everything. He's fucking he's gump. gump. <laughs> All right, let me. Is Gump eligible to do on this show? No. Hold on. Negatore. No. Don't even. Here's here's what I would say. <laughs> I believe it would be. I believe because he goes through historical events we could talk about in a Kingsman type situation. Yes, but it's it's a biopic. It's not a biopic. It's about it's a biopic about a fake about man. About a fake guy. But yeah. that's not the relevant part. The relevant part is him interacting with history if we were to do it. I think it's too far removed. You can you can you, easily find a better film on each of those You subjects. did this once before. I don't want to do it again. What do you mean? You did it with the Kingsman. That's that was close enough. That was enough. a good episode. <laughs> that was close enough. We're not doing that again. I actually think that's one of our worst episodes. Really? Uh, yes. We got some I'll tell you why. opinion. Because it was early on. And all we really did was just go through the movie and say what happened and had nothing to say about good. any of it. There was no real history. We just laughed right. at what happened in the movie. We talked about good. the real history and stuff. No, it was a yeah. Big. I mean, it, I don't think it was... Look, I think we've had better ones since. I think Steve is stirring the shit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to this movie. So... Leo uh, falls over and he tricks them and escapes. Yeah, yeah. And right he's now. crawling, trying to get away. Never mm-hmm. happened. And that never happened. Never happened. We made it up. <laughs> they, in fact, the prison was like he was never even here. I don't know how we would have escaped. That was invented by a writer. <laughs> it was invented by a writer. Yeah. Um, from my research, it said he spent six months in a French prison. Nope. Fake. I don't know. That's the thing. I'm seeing stuff that says it's real. I'll, 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 t- I'll tell you what I what I found out. And I will. He's I a will, great con man. I will point this out. <laughs> I knew nothing of this story until this morning. Nice. Okay. Okay. So this is not coming from me. Everything I'm going to tell you comes from someone somewhere else. else yeah. <laughs> I think that's most of the show. How can we do our own research? Well, on you know, I guy, I I, you know? Te- I like to I like it a lot when I come to this program with some prior knowledge. Yes, 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 that is not the case today. I have no prior knowledge. So, from what I've seen, <laughs> there's some articles that are just like, "Oh yeah, he he spent time in this prison," and then there's other articles like some some Wikipedia, I think, where a journalist like went to the prison, like, "Oh yeah, let's see the records," and there was no records of this man ever. Mm-hmm. And then the journalists are just like, "This guy basically lied about like eighty percent of the stuff in this film," <laughs> so it's hard to tell. I don't know. He's a con it's man. C- it's, believe we're, what we're getting conned. It's the long con. It's the, wow, what a, yeah. All but right, so we get the speech from Christopher Walken. Right. Yeah, Walken's yeah. in this. He goes on stage, and Rotary. the mayor of New York City, Robert yeah. Wagner, yeah. 
is he brings Number him two? in. Played, I know, right? Um, for the Rotary Club. The guy playing him is the mayor from, of Atlantic City in Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> Got to point that yep. out. Rotary uh, Club is real. What is yeah. the Rotary Club? It I don't is know. It's the largest uh, service organization in America. So if you give any service, you could be part of the Rotary Club. But it's for the betterment, basically, of like humanity, almost. Could we join this as a as a podcast? Could we provide a service? No, that would be cool. What service do we? But provide? I think you have to pay. Laughter and education, jocularity, Ed- edutainment, and- edutainment. Oh yeah. my god, <laughs> that's hot. Um, Walken gives a great speech. I hate his speech. I hate the mouse in what? the bucket thing. Why? I think you're supposed to think it sucks, right? No. No. Really? Because he says it later and at the dinner, and it's like it's the dumbest thing ever. Well, and then, the, and then the mother's just like, "That was beautiful." It's. I think you're supposed to be like, "Oh, this is stupid." At that moment, it was <laughs> stupid. It, the speech itself is good. Do you remember it? Yeah, he what says, "There's two mice. They, they fall, fall in a, a bucket, bucket of cream." Yeah, and right. one of them struggle. One of them drowns, and the other one struggles and he turns sh- it into butter and gets, gets out. out. Yeah, I hate it. I hate, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. It's a pull yourself up by the bootstrap speech. That's fine, but it stinks. I don't like the imagery. (laughs) Oh, you don't like mice Uh, and the cream? uh, uh, I don't like mice and cream. I don't like anything about it. (laughs) Yuckaroo. Turns into butter. You do that with man butter. I don't like that you're coming at me with your Mediterranean swathiness. (laughs) You look like the type of guy who would steal a housewife and take her away to some Greek island. (laughs) You're, you hang out on the beach in Mykonos, and you go up to young ladies, and you go, well, actually, they're not even young. They're like middle-aged women, and you're like, have some, yeah, yeah. some Cabernet, madam. Right. Come with me to the Alfondi Coast. What part of this boy? is the insult? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm at a loss. This sounds great. <laughs> you know what you do? You buy expensive wines and dine beautiful ladies on a beach, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh, okay. My insult was you take a bucket of cum and turn it into man butter. That's worse. Do better. That's definitely worse. (laughs) You need to do better. (laughs) Be better. (laughs) So I I liked that speech. I don't know. Maybe 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 I like it too. Okay. You're just. uh, I guess I'm a spoil. So now uh, we get. (laughs) So. So Christopher, <laughs> the, Im- the image of you running through a giant bucket of cum is disturbing <laughs> and turning it into butter. It's gross. <laughs> it's gross. And I don't like it. I don't yep. like it. No. <laughs> so so yes. now uh, it's like it's like a little bit later and Christopher Walken goes to Leo. He's like, hey, we got to get you a suit. Well, hang on. We got to see you meet their, the parents. We got to see their Christmas and they have this nice loving family and we get to we get walking gets to showcase his dance moves. How pissed were you yes. with the weapon of choice? Dude, dude, dude. he's got moves. <laughs> he can move. Do you know he's like a, a like trained dancer? He's like an amazing dancer. I I've, I've seen the music video. Yeah. He flies yeah. at that. Oh, yeah. Dances on ceilings. <laughs> he didn't use wires by the way. Right. That's, that's just, just that's him. just Christopher Walken. Is that Fat Boy Slim? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How were you uncomfortable seeing the wine on the floor and they just don't care? They just dance over yes. it. Yes. You're uncomfortable? Yes. You know, someone came over to me and they said, You look like fat boy. And I know they, they meant to say slim and they didn't. I don't know what you're trying to say. You someone know, that was, that was that someone was, called me fat boy. Yeah. Did you know that I was at a bar once? That was tough. I was at a bar with my wife. And we were sitting at a table. Yeah. It was like an outdoor bar. Sure. Um and 
we were just having a couple of drinks, and a guy, uh, as he left, he was leaving, he just screamed at me, hey, Pavarotti, because he, he was saying I look like Pavarotti. Oh, wow. <laughs> he just had to what? let you know on the way out. Yeah. You looked like Yeah. Did you sing some opera at him? No, I should. That would have been funny. That would have been funny. Yeah. Took a second. But I was, you ju- like I was just like, you're right. There's nothing I could say. Yeah. I do look like Pavarotti. <laughs> a younger, more handsome Pavarotti, but Pavarotti at that. So now um, we see his father smooth talking, and it's planting seeds of the influence he's going to have Being on scam artists. Yes. Frank. Yes. You know, charming their way to things. He makes Leo dress like a his chauffeur. chauffeur. Lies as, and bribes. As he goes to the bank and tries to, you know, pull a con job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's he's cheated on his taxes and the IRS is after him. That's the big revelation. Yeah. Here. yeah. Yeah. And he wants a loan to pay off his debts mm-hmm. because he he just needs time. Otherwise he's gonna lose his house, he's gonna lose his business. They're not they're in a bad way financially. They're financially fucked. Yeah. What happens, they get they are forced to move into a shitty apartment. Yeah. And they had a beautiful, nice home. They lose the car. They lose the car. They lose everything. Um, the mother ends up cheating on cheating him. on him. Now, from what yeah. I understand, this whole thing is is fake. It's it's All for right. na- it's made up for the movie. So this is the important thing about the movie, mm-hmm. and it's time to talk about the real movie. The whole family angle is not part of the story in real life. Okay. Because so, he ran away from home when he they never saw his father they got again. divorced. He he stayed with his father briefly. He never saw him again after he ran away. He ran away from home and never saw yeah. either of them ever again. Yeah, he at least that's like what them. he said. But then, kind of this the whole thing with his movies is about redeeming his family somehow. Also, like there's no. a really bad joke before we get into that. What's she gonna be? A shrewdman for a centipede farm? Yeah, and everybody loved it. He, Leo cracked up. There's a weird. I don't get. Is, was that funny? I guess centipede has a hundred legs. They, have 100 they feet. need a lot of shoes. That he basically the joke is: what job is she gonna do that's gonna get us the money back to rebuild everything the government took from us? Sell mad shoes. That's a really in-depth joke. To I got find it. Fun- Did you laugh as hard as Leo? No, but he's the character <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> so what's this really about? Then? All right, and this is the most important thing about the movie that we gotta realize: pedophilia. No, oh. it is, this is this is serious. All right, we need there to, is. We need a to, lot. We need to talk about the director. Just saying, the director of the movie, yeah, is Steven Spielberg. You don't say. Now, no how way. much do you guys know about his personal life? Um, I'm not his friend. Not a lot. Yeah. Okay, so Steven Spielberg, famously. Um, his parents got divorced at a young age, which is why there's so many divorces in all his movies, right? Mm-hmm. And it turns out that he discovered his mother was having an affair on his father, and it caused the dissolution of their marriage. Okay. Steven Spielberg has been dealing with this in all his movies forever. This is translated into here. Leo... Basically, shortly after he found out at around the age of a teen, Steven Spielberg started his movie career, kind of went off and did all his movie shit. Steven Spielberg is also Frank Abagnale Jr. Because 
He is dealing with the fallout of his parents' divorce and carrying it with him and running from it. And it, it actually chronologically, if you follow Spielberg's life, around this time is when he started to confront it and like reconcile with his family. How do you know that? Uh, I've watched documentaries about him and shit. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a big Spielberg fan. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's him reconciling with that. That's one part of the movie. The other part of the movie and what it's about is it is also about shitty fatherhood and shit fathers mm-hmm. and weak men and how they transfer shit on. And Leo's father is a weak father and a weak man who passed on bad traits to his son. He never could tell him no. He's And Leo is begging. Leo, he literally begs his father at one tell point, tell, tell me to stop. Yeah. I'm begging for a father figure to But he, he actually tells him to keep going. His, yeah. Yes, because yeah. well, he's a, a shit man. father. His right. father was a con man. And at the end, the person who's, you know, Tom Hanks, who's been a divorced father, is his dad, is his dad because he could discipline him. Uh-huh. And that's ultimately why he comes back, because Tom Hanks is... The, the good father dad. he didn't have. Yes, it's the father he didn't I, have. I don't, and that's actually what the movie is about. It when you look at it like that, it's about weak fathers and strong fathers and family units. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any um, hidden subtext in that. No, that's that's straightforward. That's, yeah, I think that's what the movie. No, about. that's that's forward. But the Spielberg divorce shit, you don't know that unless you know Spielberg, right? Mm-hmm. But that's you know. That's why he put it into the movie because that's why the, the right and all of that is the narrative of the yeah. movie. It's not based on any kind of truth, right? No, that's not real. Like Spielberg. he had siblings and shit, right? Uh-huh. That's Spielberg self inserting himself several times in this movie, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, and his father opens a checking account for him, twenty five dollars for his sixteenth birthday, and he's like, they invested in Dogecoin. They're gonna go to the moon. That's a line he says. I don't know. I didn't understand it. He was like, to the moon, I guess, you know, you're going to be successful. <laughs> it's the 60s. Everybody's talking about the moon. Real weird. It's oh, yeah, it's yeah, a big deal. 69. <laughs> big yeah. moon. Moon. We're going to be successful. Pan Am. <laughs> we go to the moon, not because it is easy, but because it is hard. And he's... Like my cock when I see Mimi Beardsley. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mimi, too. Mimi? Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> like, you're in their little club. <laughs> yeah. It's so really I cool. like the scene where Leo goes to school and he's posing as a substitute and teacher. He takes over the teacher. It's so stupid. It's shot like Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's so yes. silly. Yes. It's so silly. It but, makes no sense. Uh in his book, um, what's his name? I keep forgetting. Frank Abagnale. Frank, Frank Abagnale says that for a while he actually posed as a professor at um Brigham Young University in Utah. So he, that they didn't have that in the movie, so instead they threw this little piece in as, as another scam he was I'm doing. I'm going to go with a, uh, a hard bullshit on that one. It's a hard bullshit. I That's could totally a, believe this. That's a hard bullshit. I think that one's easier than the doctor or the pilot. Yeah. I mean... But a lawyer. This I, seems to be the easiest I, one. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a uh, 16-year-old and was like, that could be a professor. He was, he was <laughs> abnormally <laughs> large... Like he was like six foot, two hundred and sixty pounds, and people most people just took him as a full adult. You man. also have to remember, sixteen-year-olds today look different than sixteen. Yeah, sixteen-year-olds in the sixties are like thirty-year-old men. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know why that is. Must be something in the water. Yeah, <laughs> they put chemicals in the water, turning the frogs gay. frogs gay, and making people younger. I guess they're turning all the men <laughs> into twinks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, are they doing With good skin care. <laughs> Uh, and they're not smoking from the age of twelve. Yeah. There's a uh, a picture of him um, that will. Yeah, come, I saw. He's in will, the movie. That will come uh -huh. up. Uh, the guy. I'm talking about a uh, young Frank. Oh, I'm not talking. Oh, Frank was butter. Uh, it's a little blurry. Hey man, you got a job. It's a little blurry. It's loading, but blurry? I don't. I could. I could see that guy passing as a full adult. I don't know. It's hard to tell, but I I would not consider uh consider that an adult. I could totally buy that he's a young teacher. I yeah. Buy it. yeah. Okay. If I'm if I'm the outlier, you think that's a? Oh yeah, I think you could totally yeah. buy that. That's a young man right out of college. Mm -hmm. okay. So while he was posing at a teacher, I got a memory that came rushing back. Oh. Of my days in Tottenville High School. Okay. okay. Yeah. So there was a French teacher. La Française. Who I will leave nameless, and. She would put a lot of notes on the board in right? French. In French, okay. No, that's not, uh, what, what is muzzy. Michel la Juve. Yeah. Yes, that's French they're speaking, but these children aren't French. French. They're, they're American. American. They've learned their amazing new language skills from muzzy. And muzzy he, was just a big green monster, right? Yes. Okay. And he had echo on his voice, so you couldn't hear the proper pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have it? You had muzzy? No, I saw the commercial. Oh, okay. Many times. <laughs> oh, I think we all did, right? <laughs> it's like, what? I did, I did at my teacher in Italian. I had an Italian teacher in, like, eighth grade who put muzzy on in the class one day, and I was very excited because it's muzzy. That teacher was, like, hungover and was like, I'm just putting out <laughs> fucking muzzy today. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, but. French. French. So she would put a bunch of notes on the board, and this period, it was junior year. I was, they put me in like a dumb English class for some reason. Dumb and English. Like, and I always got like minimum 80 in English without trying, right? You got put in special? And it wasn't English special. Remedial, Brian? It wasn't, it wasn't special, but like I was legit like a genius compared to the kids I was with. And I would look around and be like, they put me with the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet. <laughs> so every day I would just be so bored. I'd be like, can I go to the bathroom? And I would walk around the halls for like 20 minutes and then come back. You'd wow. see me. Yeah. You weren't in the school. You would just leave. I would just leave it. <laughs> but this same period, one of my friends had French on the same floor. Uh -huh. And I would fuck with his teacher all the time. Like, I would run in and throw, like, erasers across the room or whatever. And one time, I was walking by, and I saw her. She just finished writing on the board, oh, and it was no. filled with notes. Oh, and no. I walk in, and I grab the eraser, and she's going, no, no. And I look at her, and I just start erasing the whole board. I wipe wow. the board. Boy, did karma get back at you. <laughs> and then I take it. What? Mental fucking torture. <laughs> well, this is why he was in the special class. Because you did shit like it this. It wasn't special. It wasn't yes, it special. was. No, it wasn't. You no, did shit like this, so you got put in the special needs class. You fucking ran it. So you're not even in a class. No. You run in from the hallway. I walk And you in. erase a note. For no reason. Just to fuck with <laughs> it. And then I take the eraser. Then what did you do, run away? No, I took the eraser, and I point at my friend in the back of the room. What is she doing? She's not trying to stop She's you? She's like, no. Well, she can't grab me. She can't do anything. Right. No, no, no. I take the eraser and I fucking wing it at my friend. <laughs> and then I leave the room. I, I like go to my class and that's it. She goes to my friend. 
that was your friend. And he's like, no, I don't know him. I don't know him. He's not my friend. And we were, we had a wrestling match that day. So we had to wear like our wrestling warm ups to school. Uh-huh. And she, she goes, knew you were on the wrestling team. She's like, he's yep. your friend. He has the purple pants. Oh, the purple oh, pants. You're, yeah. You screwed and your friend over. She was like, he, he, no, no, I don't know him. I don't know him. He didn't rat me out, I got to say. Mm-hmm. And. You know, I got away with it, but I would go by her period like every once a week and just fuck with her. Go by her class. <laughs> How rude. Yeah. yeah. I'm a teacher a now. <laughs> yeah, karma got back at you. That's great. That's a great story. Did I ever tell you that before? No, I don't think so. No. So the dad finds the teaching thing hysterical. Yes. Like he's just like, this is fucking funny because. As any dad would. That's to his point. Yes. His dad should have punished him for that. You're being an asshole. Yeah. Your father needs to reprimand you and say, don't do this. Yeah. Sure. You know? But on he should keep his uh, his his enjoyment of it private. You keep it private, and then years mm. later, you're like, that was really funny. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. That's the way you handle it. Right. You have to act like that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And inside, you're like, this kid is fucking hysterical. Yeah. 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 That's a good move. And then the mom gets caught cheating with the leader of the Rotary Club or a his friend, his friend from the Rotary Club. Yeah. yeah, like the president of the Rotary Club, which I guess is yeah. a big deal. And she bribes the son to keep quiet, and it's like, oof, that's, Ten bucks. that's rough. It's rough. You need some money? Here you go. Her accent's kind of bad, too. It's a French accent, she's but it goes in say. and out. It's just... Uh, well, she's living in America for a bit, you know? <laughs> 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 That was in a Rocky movie, right? Yeah, Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> and we get a really cool scene here. Uh, Dick Kessner. I'm Dick Kessner. <laughs> and the, the parents are getting divorced, and it's like this really oh, tense yes. moment between like Frank Jr., his dad, and the mom. And it's really like, it's well done. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's fucking Spielberg, but I, I enjoyed it. it. It makes you feel bad. Yeah. I related to it. You did. So obviously, like, like you know, Spielberg's mother had an affair. My father had an affair. I, I discovered it. Spielberg discovered it in this movie. Leo discovers it. So it does hit home more personally for me when I watch it because I'm I go back to that time. How'd you find and out? those emotions? So, if you're willing to tell, oh, of course I am. You know, I'll talk about anything. So I remember. That my father started acting suspicious and shady, right? And I was just getting vibes. And I was like, something's wrong here. You know, Mm -hmm. he's not acting the way he normally does. And I remember there was one time he was driving me to Steve's house. He was giving me a ride. And he never wants to give me rides, like, especially Steve's. It's it's not far. It's It's like a mile. It's a 10-minute walk. You know, and he wants to give me a ride. And I'm like, something's up. And while we're there, we're talking, you know, and he asked me something like, how would you feel, you know, if uh, me or your mother, one of, like, we got a divorce? And I was like, it depends why. And he's like, you know, there was like an affair or something. And I'm like. So he confessed. He didn't confess. I think he was seeing what my reaction would be. And I was like, I would stop talking to whichever parent did this because you, like, they don't have any honor or anything. (laughs) And. I, I just kept it in the back of my head, and I was like, okay, I'm clocking things here, and I'm figuring it out first. And then one day, my father's phone, like his work phone, 
went off and he wasn't there. I was like, I, he always gets calls from this numbers and then like walks outside or goes away. Something's up. So I pick up the phone after he missed the call and I dial it and a woman answers. Oh, you called it back. I called nice. it back and a woman answers. I'm like, okay. And I am just turning 18. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, I could piece this together. You didn't speak to the woman. I just listened, and she was like, hello, Mike? Or she, she said something that made it clear to me. That it wasn't a work call. Hey, sweetie pumpkin. Mm. It, something like that, you know? Yeah. And I was like, hmm. It was like, hey, I want to fuck you. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> you showed up? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I posed. You had the bull, now here's the calf. I <laughs> Yeah, I pose as my dad, and like I'm really skinny at the time, so he puts I wear a like, hat on. I wear <laughs> Steve. I need to stand on your shoulders. Yeah, yeah we do the trench coat thing. Yeah. <laughs> my dad was. I was skinny at the time. He's fat. I stuffed pillows into my shirt. Yeah, yeah. You go dress as Darth Vader, like fucking Revenge of the Nerds. Fake mustache. Yeah, rape the right. girl. <laughs> Everyone has a good laugh about it, you know, for yeah. 30 years. Right. Yeah. She enjoys it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, nerds only think about sex. That's right. Right, right. Of course. Um, anyway, so after that, I was like, okay, I'm piecing this together. And then we were out to eat on my 18th birthday. We went out to a, a restaurant and we're at the table. And my father gets a call from the number, and he gets away. And I was going to talk to my mom about it privately, right? This woman can't stop calling him, can she? Yeah. Mm. It's a fucking problem, Out Out for his son's birthday, you know? And it's me, my mother, and sister at the table. And I was like, Mom, I got to tell you something. And she goes, you think your father's having an affair, don't you? And I was like, yeah, I do. That's what I was going to talk to you about. So she knew. She was clocking it. it, too, but I was, you know... That was the moment we all decided. We went back and then... Conf- it, you confronted him. There was a confrontation. Everything came to light. I remember I was really, like, devastated. I remember I ran... Kind of like the movie. I ran down the street and I sat on the corner of... Um, no one cares. It doesn't matter. But not whining. The other block going the other way. Mm-hmm. And I sat on that stoop and I sat there crying. Oh, man. Yeah, and I was very Sad. upset. So obviously, you know, I can relate to this movie in that uh-huh. regard. Hmm. And obviously the Spielberg. This is post that movie, obviously. So this must pop I in had seen it. It didn't pop in. The movie didn't pop into my head. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I really had watched it that much since. But this this might be the first time since then where I was really like. Brought you back. Yeah, it brought yeah, me yeah. right back to that moment. You oh. know? Wow. That's interesting and sad. Make us laugh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I already did that. Do you think that's why you like it more? Because it's very think, relatable to you. I think I get level. more out of it now for several reasons. I know about the Spielberg stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I relate to that element. I'm also getting ready to be a father. Yeah. And the whole thing is about Father. fatherhood and yeah. you know right. good that's dads and bad element dads. Of the movie. So yeah, I think right. it just hit me in a good spot. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. So, so just like you ran down the block, he runs down the block, but he goes to catch uh, a train you know yeah so and just, he pays i did too i caught the Staten Island railroad but it just brought me to the ferry <laughs> and back yeah you, I you're still get, stuck i couldn't get away because <laughs> you had you don't have a check to to write for three dollars and fifty cents yeah. 
So he he writes a check for Tree Fitty. And at that time, the ticket teller realized it was a seven-foot monster from the Plethozoic era. <laughs> there you go. There's some she gave him a dollar. <laughs> you give him a dollar, he's going to assume we got four dollars. I, I started laughing real hard when he was like, 350. I was like, oh! I'm like, I knew it. He wants the free. You became the Leo meme from, uh, yes, it was from me, Once yeah. Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, just briefly about the real guy and what happened with his family. Like, Yes. They had gotten a divorce. In the movie, he he runs away like that day and doesn't mm-hmm. come back. Mm-hmm. Um, he lived with his dad for a while, and during that time, he was doing like petty crimes. And like, yeah, I, like I, he, I, I think he was kind of he getting, robbed Tom Petty's house, right? He robbed Tom. Oh yes, he was doing petty, <laughs> petty crimes. <laughs> yes. He was living like a refugee, and he didn't yeah. have to do that. He pushed a woman down the <laughs> stairs and said, "You're free falling." <laughs> He ran down a dream, beat it up. (laughs) (laughs) There's another big Tom Petty song, and I themed crime. There's an it's like a shitty Batman villain. There's a new there's a big Tom Petty song, and I can't nail it in my head. It's driving me nuts. He's got a million heads, but there's one giant one in particular. Fuck. (laughs) The the Petty Crime Task Force. It's just giant petty fans <laughs> um, <laughs> looking for any similarities. But yeah, he did like. Well, petty when he crime. was arrested, he wouldn't back down. <laughs> That's right. Hey, there ain't no easy way out. <laughs> you know who he fell in love with? Who? An American girl. That's right. He All did. Right. Right. <laughs> Holy shit. So yeah, right, right, since we're talking about crimes. petty, can we, let's talk about the greatest scene in film history. Postman. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> what? A Where are when, going? A, when else are we gonna get a chance? <laughs> when we do the show about dystopias. Yes. <laughs> Three years from now. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if anyone's ever seen the film The Postman, starring Kevin Costner. Fucking uh, Costner. Towards the end of that movie. Costner discovers a town built into the side of a dam. Yeah. The town is run by Tom Petty. <laughs> Who's but here's playing the thing. himself. He's playing himself. <laughs> and Costner, and Costner <laughs> recognizes him as Tom Wait, Petty. You're... <laughs> I was. I was. <laughs> I remember the first time me and you saw that. It's, it's, it's so good. So good. I love the postman. So Postman's amazing. It's so ridiculous. It's water world. It's water world on land. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. But yeah, Tom Petty's like, dude, be easy. We're not talking about what happened back then. Yeah, that's the old society. That's the old yeah. society. Here, I'm just just like just you. <laughs> I'm just Tom. <laughs> it's so absurd. <laughs> All right, so he's doing petty crimes. He's crime. doing petty crimes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and um, and when he ran away, from, when he did finally run away from home, he never saw either of them ever again. Yep, yeah, that's what he never about. spoke to them again. And that was the end of his relationship with his parents. Now, in the movie, this goes on and is a recurring thing. And he moment. talks to them, yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's where we're at. That's yeah. a difference. Ran away to New York City and became a con man. The big city. Yeah. That's the place to do it at the time, if you're going to... Uh, sure, sure. It is, so, like, when you watch, like, old things, it is so easy to commit crimes. 
It seems that way. Like There's the no infra- DNA. Yeah. There's no like paper trails. Paper trails are like days behind. You can get away yeah. before anyone you there's can realize. No, there's not surveillance surveillance every like corner, mm-hmm. yep. you know? Yep. <laughs> high trust society. Well, they didn't have the means. Sure. Yeah. You know? I don't know so much high trust, but it I think it's just uh, like what the fuck can we do? Yeah. <laughs> um and you need people to do shit like this, so you're like, oh, this is a flaw in the system that we must fix. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, and then yeah, he starts noticing the Pan Am pilots being like fucking rock stars yep. on the streets. Now, is that real? Like, were they really held in that high regard? Like, holy shit, it's a fucking pilot. Commercial air travel was fairly new. Yeah. And I think these people were seen as, like, kind of rarities. Cool. Yeah. You know? People drew like little kids were like, I want to be a pilot. When like I when I think a pilot now, I think like an, well, air an travel. old alcoholic. You know, <laughs> air travel nowadays is not as glamorous as it once was. No, you, know? you, you, you had the sexy stews, yeah, and the fucking you you go, you smoke your cigarette exactly. on the plane. You eat give a, everyone eat cancer. a four <laughs> eat a four course dinner like with steak. Yeah. It's like. It was luxurious. Yeah, flying flying on an airplane back in the day was like this is a thing. This is some cool high end shit we're doing. Now you're next to someone who's now, spilling out on your lap. Now it's rare people can go to an airport without a brawl happening. <laughs> <laughs> we really have no respect for the amazing technology that's happening. Well, Man is in the air in a steel dragon. And we have no fucking, we have no respect for that at all. Well, you got to stand up and shout when you're on a steel dragon. Yeah, it's just, how do you not make that joke? What? Oh, Mark Stand up and shout, yeah. (laughs) Don't you hate flying, Steve? I I hate flying. Okay, I I dislike heights in general. Okay. Um, But flying specifically because of the heights, but the main thing is I don't have control of the plane. If that, if that makes any sense. I have to put my trust into somebody else with this machinery that there's a good chance. So if we stuck you in the cockpit, you'd be I'd right feel more, I swear <laughs> I would feel more comfortable with me in the cockpit flying. Dude, it's a, no, it's a, it's, a, it's I could fly thing. better than the pilot. No, no, I'm not I know saying it. that. It's, I, I played Fight Flight Simulator like 300 hours. It, hey, I that's trust, to save the day and snakes I on a plane. I trust myself <laughs> more than other people, that's all. I, I feel the same way in cars with you guys. I mean, you're driving with it. Dude, have you ever been in the car with him? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm a great driver. I'm one of the best. How many accidents have you been in? How many totaled cars? Three, <laughs> three totaled cars? Yeah. You totaled three cars? No, I didn't total three cars. I totaled one car. Two cars. Two cars. <laughs> Two cars. For the metal fans out there. And the second one, the second one I was rear-ended. It wasn't my fucking fault. Right. For the metal fans out there, uh, a good friend of ours once said, your driving has more abrupt sh- stops than a Meshuggah album. <laughs> so if you're a metal fan. It's funny. <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny joke. It's a funny joke. It's, it's a good joke. I'm a great driver. I'm one of the best. I'm ranked among <laughs> one of the best. I'm, all, I'm terrified driving with either of you. Brian scares the fuck out of me driving because he plays Pokemon Go while driving the entire time. Not the entire time. What the fuck? It's ter- Like, <laughs> we'll be on the highway, and I'm like, Brian, what are you doing? He's like, nothing, nothing. And I look, and he's playing Pokemon Go, so here's his dash, and he's just... And he looks, swerves. You're going to kill a family. He's going to kill someone. No. They're, they're, not, they're not out at that time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I feel more comfortable driving myself than with other people, similar to any vehicle. It's just you like the movie in Driving in Cars with Boys? I've never seen it. 
Sorry. Brian? Never saw it. Wow, it's one Brian's never seen. That is a rare. Have you seen rarity. it? No, I've no okay, I haven't seen anything. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not on the show, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch these moving pictures. <laughs> this is the devil's work. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's just me. That's, that's me with flying. Mm. You know? All right, so he finds out that pilots will get $300 for a payroll check. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, bingo. There's a $300 man. Yep. yep. <laughs> so he makes a fraudulent Pan Am checks. Yeah. Yes. And his system is really cool. He takes like toy planes and takes the sticker off and puts it on a check. And according to his book, this is all very true. Is yep. what he did. This you know is how, how much he did that it. is uh, per check today. No, I didn't look it up. Twenty three hundred dollars per check. That's a pretty God, good check. God dang, that's pretty good. Yeah. He stole a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and the way they show that he got his uniform, his Pan Am uniform, is, is what he did. He uh, yep. He called the uniform office and said he lost it and had to get it replaced quickly. So and they're just like, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just go here. We have a bunch of them. Are you my deadhead? Yeah. A smile. And he's like, yeah, man, I love Jerry. <laughs> now. <laughs> <sighs> oh, fuck. Right. Why am I just like boomer rock reference guy today? <laughs> Do you like them? No, I don't smoke weed. <laughs> they stink. I've never, I don't think I've really ever heard anything. I like Terrapin Station. That's a good song. I can't even think of it. It's, it's something, once again, I think we mentioned this before. It's something we should have gotten into more. The Grateful Dead? But like didn't. Yeah. I, like I should know actually, more. Actually, I, I feel like that's like not our world at all. It's not, but there's such a <laughs> It's like if you like fish, yeah. not, not the fish we like. No, the pH fish. Yeah, pH yeah. fish. Yeah. Like, like you like that. that. Yeah. It's we it's weed music. Now, here's something that I mentioned before where you looked at me like, why'd you say that? Marcy. Let's talk about Marcy for a second. Do you know the Marcy? Stewardess. The stewardess who is in Grey's Anatomy. She's a star Grey's Anatomy. Oh, is that Meredith Grey? Mm-hmm. Also in old school. Mm-hmm. She's a great actress. Mm-hmm. Uh she's the one who says, You're my deadhead, and he gives her a necklace and they bang. Yeah. She fucked a 16-year-old. Oh. She you mean in the movie? Year. In the movie, there's a lot of underage sex in He's this. He's a guy. It's also the 60s. Uh, it's also the 60s. But it's okay because the time period and the story. But realistically, you can't say there isn't pedophilia in this movie. He fucks multiple women who, when he's underage. He's a guy. He's trying to bang <laughs> hot chicks. I'm not saying I disagree with what he did. Just have fun with the movie. Shut I'm up. I'm saying you can't. You can't say factually that there's no pedophilia in this. There is. Well, it's Spielberg, so, you know, this is what he does. Classic Hollywood. All right. <laughs> you know, Marion from Raiders of the Lost Dog was supposed to be like 12, right? That was that was a George Lucas suggestion. <laughs> George Uh-oh. Lucas wanted... Uh-oh. <laughs> Careful. George Lucas wanted uh, Marion to be like a 12-year-old girl, and Spielberg was like, I think she should be a little older. And then, the, you know, they kind of kept it nondescript. <laughs> right. No, that's true. <laughs> Lucas, Lucas is just sitting there. Come on, this, just cl- this is his M.O. Look what he did with Yoda. A yaddle, rather. <laughs> well, you know. The- <laughs> I- what were you expecting? I was egging What were you expecting? I was egging him on. <laughs> well, yaddle, you know, the thing with the, the species is they, they subside for the first three years of the... They, they what? The yaddle, the yaddle creatures, the yeah. other creatures. Yeah, they just say subside. Yeah, they they exist all exclusively on breast milk for oh, the he first means four years. Oh. Subsist. Sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm into my I'm into my uh, 
my aliens. So uh-huh. I don't I don't have time to think of uh, uh, right. the For English example. language. Of course, yeah. of course, you George. I'm, I'm busy writing the Gungan language. Oh, really? Right. <laughs> Which, of course, means go fuck yourself in in Gungan. <laughs> I, I was asking for that one. Anyway, so... <laughs> So the the Yoda creatures, right? They, the the females need extraordinarily large breasts, uh huh, because they need five times the milk to of give an to average young, cow right? to give to the young. Right. So, right. so this the, is fascinating. Stuff, that is why right. Yaddle had such giant, giant knockers. This is why you are the genius. Yes. Yes. This is always what I, my intention was uh-huh. when I made it. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna grow now. Bye, George. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he bangs a stewardess and then he goes to a bank and he sees Betty Brandt, yep. Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. A lot of big Miri. names here who are uh, right before they became famous. Miri? Miri from Tell Zach and Miri. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Tell him, <'em>, Jim. <laughs> he's uh, He's swinging his dick around. He's learning well, how to the ways. He's of the getting art. information from her about the banks and how it works by mm. using his looks and charm and yes. his scamming ways that his father taught. He's a him. Charming young man, and and all of these dumb bimbos just eat it up. They eat it up. <laughs> he's writing his father. Be a lot, good looking and successful. You could yeah. go far. And carry around a necklace to just yeah. hand off. Yeah. Give baubles and trinkets. <laughs> just bribing. Females are dumb. They're like cats. Just hold a shiny <laughs> object. They get tricked. That really is the message here. <laughs> I mean, good subtext, right? Oh my god. I mean, really, it's the '60s. They're putting women in the workforce now, and look at what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so. He uh, he does something brilliant. He buys a router. Yes, from a bank foreclosure. Yes, which is brilliant. It's I, a lot of ingenious uh, counterfeiting. For a young man, yeah. this is ridiculous. It's pretty and cool. It's, this is kind of the best shit in the movie. Definitely questionable. Him learning if it's to real. do it right. Yeah. The scams. Yeah. yeah. And we see the the uh, the contrast between what he's doing and then who's about to tell him, which is Hanratty. Yeah. And he Hanratty's explaining the forgery of a check and what it means and the routing numbers and all this and his assistants and the people working under him just don't give a fuck they don't respect the guy he gets laughed at well that scene was so that we the audience learn how this works yes (laughs) and the people i've never seen a scene that was more blatantly we're talking to the audience now it's an exposition yeah Yeah. Yeah. right of course But it's an entertaining exposition yes. dump. But it also explains how he got away with a lot. It's not of this. like when Han and Leia were talking to each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you remember that? Oh my God, that's one of the worst scenes ever written in Force it's Awakens. In the Force bad. Awakens, our son. Bad. Yes. Do you remember our son who f- w- we liked him, but now he's bad. <laughs> It's that level of dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> Two people would never talk like that. Yes. <laughs> that movie is for imbeciles. Yeah. <laughs> for me. No, Force Awakens is for. Oh yeah, yeah I guess for, you, you. Missed, you missed the joke. It's for yeah. Full House fans, yeah, right. It's for people, people who stand really there. They're like, like "Yay, Tanner family!" Right. And then they watch Force Awakens and they laugh their asses. Off. Right. right, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it also explains something important here. Is is actually real life? It takes about a week to find a, the fraudger, the fraud. Week to two weeks, yeah. So that explains a little bit of because how he was able to get away with he's this. He's making. The checks, like, because he's in New York and he 
makes them payable to the bank in San Francisco. They call yeah, it a yeah. float. Yeah. yeah. So it takes forever for them Two to weeks. Right. To so get he can always he can go from place to place. Obviously, every this week. would not be possible in today's no. day and age. Oh no, 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 no. That's yes. very difficult. Right. I remember um I bounced a check once. They hung it up in the local <laughs> bodega. Had the clowns. Up. Really? Did we do this one already? Yeah. I did this one. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why Steve got it instantly. <laughs> Never one mind. Day, one day I, I'm going to get you guys. I'm going to get you guys one day. Don't worry about when. You're going to reference Seinfeld for us. We'll love it. I guarantee you, I'm going to do a reference that neither of you will get. Yeah. I'm going to go I dig do, deep. Any of us could do deep. that. You want people to be able to get it. Mm, I'm going to get some. I'm going to do one. We'll see. Okay. I'm going to get you back. This is ominous. <laughs> yeah. Feel that. Feel that tension. He's scary. <laughs> what are we doing? Well, Frank oh. takes his dad out for dinner. And he bought his um, father a Cadillac. A red oh, yeah. We, Cadillac. Now, we fast forward a, l- a little bit into the future. Now, this is, this yeah, is something yeah. that happened to a friend of mine. He bought his father a Cadillac. That, so that, I thought of that, this watching the movie. That hand <laughs> right there. That's all I needed to know. He, he bought his father a Cadillac, my friend, and it actually caused division in the senior community when he gave him the Cadillac. Really? Yeah, they thought that he was embezzling funds. Well, he was holding office in the... From the board. He was president of right. the board. Do you know what happened to that Cadillac? They had to sell it to Jack Klompus. Yeah. And he had it, and it, it became a whole what thing. Did it end up in a swamp? It ended up in a swamp, yeah. <laughs> and and my friends, the Costanzas, were going to move to Del Boca Vista. Yeah. They were going to be in the pool. They're going to be on the shuffleboard. Shuffle They're going to be in the clubhouse. <laughs> but they saw my friends sleeping inside the Cadillac. Mm-hmm. And after that, they they couldn't right. stay. He could not abide. <laughs> The homeless. That phone message is one of the best moments on the whole show. So fucking funny. (laughs) I drive with my wife, Uh and I'll just say sometimes, I'm going to be in the pool, (laughs) going to be in the clubhouse. God damn it. (laughs) We're moving in. Lock, stock, and barrel. (laughs) 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 Uh. <laughs> at what point does this at what point does this just turn into Brian Seinfeld time? <laughs> like that's well, if you keep hopping on it, it's gonna right now. Yeah. I'm trying to move on. <laughs> <laughs> the bit is done. Yeah. I meant in general, the, the whole show in general. When I can't wait for like in ten years, you know, someone's gonna do like a Seinfeld biopic. About, like, the show. Many called it the greatest sitcom ever, but there was a dark secret. And it's going to be, like, the Seinfeld theme, like, doom, 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 doom. And it's going to be, like, about the behind-the-scenes drama of it and shit. Was there behind? Not really. No, they all seem to get along. They seem, well, I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, he denies the Cadillac. He says, like, I can't do that. The IRS will take it. They'll investigate you. I think it was actually kind of, Try to protect his son. He, he knew he was doing some bad things. You know, the father's not an idiot. Yeah. Like, well, he's not responsible, but he's not dumb. He's on the down and out. Yeah. He, he, they had to close up the shop, mm-hmm. and he's, like, broke. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and 
I think it's a quick shot that's really not paid off, but it's revealed in like one shot that their business is a stationary store, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which they really don't talk about. But like, I guess he learned the trade. I think you're right, and I think I saw that and didn't didn't think about it. Like when I was looking up the real guy. I think yeah, I think you're right. He had worked like among with paper and stuff. Yeah, they that. owned a stationery store, yeah, which is why he's into why he's so good at this. He's so good at it and familiar with it and he knows how to do shit. And they don't talk about it in the movie, but they show one shot, I forget where, of the outside of the building as mm-hmm. like Christopher Walken is walking in. Mm. And it's like, oh, that explains why he knows so much about this and yeah, like how to cut been, and maybe that was like cut out of the movie or something because it should be hard. It should be explained a little sh- bit better. It, sh- it should be like a one line thing, you know. But All I right. guess showing the exterior, it's there if you're if looking. If you noticed for it, it, it did its job exactly. Right, and we find out he married his wife only after six weeks. His Frank's father. Oh yeah. Six weeks later, she was my wife. He gets all emotional. That's a bad move. Six well, it weeks. was it, it was wartime. People were dying. This used to go on. This yeah, is how it was. Yeah. You know, it's also like there's still that that thing where people aren't just rampantly fucking. It's like we have to get married and right, do right. the honorable thing. My grandmother married fuck. her husband. You know, in Britain in 1945. Actually, 44. I think they got married. So you know, they everyone thinks they're gonna die. So I they, get it. They, yeah, sh- they got to get shit done. That makes sense. <laughs> it's also like, you're 18, time to get married and have yeah. kids. Right. Yeah. yeah. Where are you going tonight, Frank? Where are you going? And he's going to... A glory hole. <laughs> no, he's going to Hollywood. He is going to Hollywood. Says. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not. Nope. No, he's Now, not. the real guy, yeah, he did all this. He deadheaded on all these flights and made it around the world, like, multiple times. A deadhead is just they're giving you a lift to another airport, right? Yes. Yeah, free free lift. You never had to fly because he would crash yeah. the plane. Because he's, <laughs> he, he's uh, and he would do it with other airlines that aren't Pan Am. It'd be like he's a Pan Am pilot taking a ride from TWA, let's say, mm-hmm. the next day. Hopefully not Flight 800. Oh, remember that? <laughs> that's a That's a reference. To the late nineties. <laughs> wow, I remember when I was that a kid, used to be the big airplane disaster yeah. before nine eleven. It was certainly yeah. eclipsed. Yeah. I was fascinated by that when it happened. I oh, was, me too. I was like eight or nine years old, and I cut out a bunch of uh, news articles. And I was like, "This is a historical event," and I kept them for years. <laughs> I picture you making a board, <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out what yarn. happened. Yeah. You remember, like people were saying it was hit by a missile and all. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. And I was like, "This." W- this is going to be important. I held on to that for a while. I had the TWA <laughs> news article. They from found like, the black from box, like the right? New York Post. Yeah. yeah. Why it happened right over Long Island. Every time there's a plane crash, the only thing left is the black box. Why not just make the whole plane out of the black box? What's the deal with the black box? Is that a Jerry bit? Yes. I feel. I don't know. I feel like it's <laughs> an old comedy bit. <laughs> so uh, cut back to Hanratty, who's with his partners, who are just not the top brass. He does it's Garnier. Like he does a great joke. <laughs> knock knock. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, it's that's the, a good knock knock joke. The, it's I laughed. That's it was solid. hilarious. Yeah, and I don't know how those guys didn't laugh because that was fucking comedic. It was brilliant. Great. Yeah. Um, the guy in the back seat is Garnier from Band of Brothers. Did you notice that? No, I didn't catch no. that. Yeah. 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 It was fresh off that show too. Right around. Yeah. It's not far that. removed. Mm. All right. It's time, guys. So. They, it's in the papers, talk about this con man, and yep. he is called the James oh, Bond boy. of the sky. 
Uh, you're missing something. What am I missing that's important? Uh, Hanratty. He uh, approaches him with a oh. gun. Oh, that scene? I, I skipped it? He, yeah, he's going... Okay. Yeah, he, he's going into... A Miami, like... A Miami, like, motel, hotel thing, and he's saying, like, we're looking for this person with the checks, and the the, the person at the front desk is like, well, no, I don't it's want... Lo- it's Los Angeles. It's Los LA. Angeles. Oh, sorry. So he's like, I don't want to bother my, my guest, and they're like, he's still here. Mm-hmm. So he takes out the gun, and you could... This is where you could tell that Hanratty is a f- buffoon. Like he's he, not he, a buffoon. Excuse me. He he's not. He's a desk jockey. He's a desk jockey. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what that's that's what I meant to say. If I'm you sorry. notice, when uh, he goes up the stairs and the housekeeper confronts him and he yep. he shows her his badge, but if it's you backwards. if you yeah, it's backwards. Yeah. Yep, you, I know that. Sh- and he yeah. can't get the gun out. Yeah, he's shaking. He's nervous as fuck. So he's clearly not a man of action. Right. You know he's he this hasn't first, been in the field. This is the first time for him. Right. And this is why he gets tricked. Mm-hmm. You know, because you could kind of take it away, away from here if you want. He finds Leo. He finds Frank. And Frank pretends to be the Secret Service. Well, he comes out of the bathroom all cool, calm, and collected. In a yep. suit. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was a smooth criminal. Right. You've been hit by, you've been struck by, smooth, smooth criminal. criminal. Da, 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 da. Which one's better? Animal, animal, alien, ant farm. That one's better? I said animal twice. Alien, ant farm version is so much better than the Michael Jackson version. Okay. I'll, I'll take the new metal. All right. I don't give a fuck. I don't disagree with you there. I, I like that I version. know you agree. I do agree. I yeah, love that I think one. That's a cons- oh, wow. That's a consensus there. Um, <laughs> Joe Pesci was in the Michael Jackson video. It, yeah, he is. Was He's it? in Smooth yes. Criminal. Yes, I gotta rewatch it now. He played a smooth criminal mm. in a bunch of Scorsese movies. He did, and Home Alone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He wasn't very smooth. He wasn't no, smooth he wasn't smooth in that one. Sticky Bandit. <laughs> he's he's definitely tough in that though. Yeah. Well, they're basically immortal. I'm convinced they're vampires. <laughs> well, I like he tells him he's like my name is Barry Allen, Secret Service. Yes, right, yes. Right, Barry Allen. And yeah, there's all my gun too. There's an gun. MC Brain two one two punch with this whole thing. Comics. Is, we got yeah, comics and is. James Bond. I was like, oh, no wonder we're watching this movie. Yeah, the comic and, thing is so. Little though, right? You know, mm-hmm. like most people won't even pick up on that. If it was the Mets instead of the Yankees, oh, forget yeah. it. This would be Brian's favorite movie. <laughs> you want my gun too? Here, look, check my wallet. And he doesn't check the wallet. He's like, see, he's escorting the guy out. There's a blind guy getting put in the front seat of the car. Blind guys don't sit in the front seat. How many criminals go into the front seat? That's a good point. So well, right there, it's he like, could have Oof. extra agents with him sitting in the back. You know. Mm. Uh, maybe 60, it's, who knows? It's, it's a high-stakes situation. He's getting the adrenaline dump. He's not thinking. Yeah, not mm. thinking. You know, Leo's smooth talking him. He gets tricked. Yeah. Leo escapes. Yes. Yeah. And he gets, uh, Hanratty gets reprimanded by his boss. Yeah. And he tells a great knock-knock joke again. Yeah, he says, knock-knock, <laughs> go fuck yourself again. Well, he doesn't say it this time. It cuts. Knock-knock. Yeah. We know it what cuts. he says. It's yeah. like, ah, let's yeah. go on. Right. So, so now we get... Uh, you know, he, he finds out that he's called the James Bond of the sky. He likes that. Yeah. And he likes that. So yeah. he gets himself a car. Well, not just a car. He goes and sees Goldfinger. Yeah. And Goldfinger has a huge impact on him. He goes and gets the Aston Martin DB5. And the three suits. And he gets the, the James Bond suit three from of, Goldfinger. Three of them, yeah. And I am like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that. This is what you would do. And they're playing the theme. Oh, yeah, I would become James Bond. 
<laughs> if I was rich enough, I would like only be rocking like James Bond outfits. Well, your wedding outfit was uh, a James Bond suit. Yeah, I wore yeah. the Goldfinger tux yeah. <laughs> to my wedding. Yeah, it's fantastic. It looks good. It did. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you pulled it off. There's a picture of it up right now. Yeah. yeah. Hope I hope it's me in the chair. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a chair shot. It's a chair shot. But I want to talk about this a little deeper the because Bond thing? yes. Okay. Spielberg. Again, this is Spielberg putting parts of himself into the movie. He saw Goldfinger, he talks about it in 1964, and it blew him away. Now, this is, I'm going to be- that one? Well, hold on. Uh, let me talk for one second. So, a lot of film people will tell you the first blockbuster is Jaws. Brian told me to shut the fuck up. Just no, 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 I didn't. Yeah, he said, uh, <laughs> yeah. shut the fuck up. A lot of people will tell you that the first blockbuster is Jaws. It's not, it's actually Goldfinger. Goldfinger was a huge smash hit, tons of hype. People lined up to see it around the blocks. Big hit. Spielberg saw it at the right age, blew him away, became a Bond fanatic, went and saw all the James Bond shit. Always wanted to make a James Bond film. Okay. Around right after... Why didn't he? Right after Jaws, he goes to the Broccoli's. Right... As close That's encounters Rob is happening. and steamed. Yes. <laughs> I've always thought... Personally, I like it raw. I've always thought Broccoli would be a great name for a guy named Rob. Like a great nickname. Wow. But the Broccoli's are the producers of the Bond franchise. And he went to them and was like, I want to direct a Bond. And they were like, no, you're not experienced enough. And his Bond would have probably been... Uh, Moonraker. Uh-huh. It wow. didn't happen. He, you know, becomes Steven Spielberg. He was bummed about... This was post-Jaws? Yeah. He was bummed about not getting Bond. So he never went back. He was on a beach vacation with George Lucas and was like, they fucking didn't hire me for Bond. It's all I've ever wanted to do is a Bond movie. I can't believe this. And he's like, I have something better. What's that, George? It's it's about an archaeologist. Who is he's an explorer, mm-hmm. and not may know this, but he actually has micro penis. It's a micro penis. <laughs> yes, and and he's not really able to use it, and he overcompensates by doing all these heroic acts. And I would like you to direct this movie. I don't know if there's a story there, George. I mean, what? Why? Why would he have a micro penis? <laughs> well, he has it, and because of this, he feels the need to do research and study and go on adventure to impress the ladies and overcompensate for his microphallus. You see? Right. The it's sex, like poetry. I mean, you're the genius, right. George. Yeah. I mean, we can't really it's say like no poetry. to you. It rhymes. It rhymes. Yeah. Yes. Sex drives everything. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so he presents <laughs> he presents uh, Indiana Jones to, right. to Spielberg, yes. and they do it, which is why in the third one, Sean Connery is the father of Indiana Jones. Oh, that was... Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, Spielberg never got to do a Bond movie. I would love for them to give him the next one. Well, he he, he, uh, he could have done out. it the I, second. I, he, and any time he decided he wanted to do one, it would get done. After Indiana Jones, he got too big, and he said, they can't afford me anymore. Right, yeah. But yeah. I feel like they could kind of meet in the right spot now, and it could happen, personally. But this was his way to finally get to play with the Bond mm-hmm. thing, and we got to see a little hint of what, a Spielberg Bond would be. And it's fucking awesome. Think, well, that is the best uh, one, in my opinion. Goldfinger? No, Last Crusade is the best Indiana Jones. Oh, oh. no, I'm talking about this sequence. Oh, 
Oh, oh, oh, I, oh, I, oh, oh. I don't, <clears throat> I don't think Spielberg would do a good Bond. I think Spielberg is very good at doing emotional things. And Bond, I don't like seeing emotional. Raiders of the Lost Ark. He could do Bond. I don't know. He'd be fine. Yeah? yeah. He's right up his alley. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he'll do it. Maybe. It's Maybe someone will hear this and be like, pitch it, you know? Yeah, Broccoli's. Call me. Broccoli's I'll coming. cast it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for the Bond girl, I need a hot chick with giant tits. Bigger. Bigger. <laughs> call George. George yeah, Lucas. George. George, Lucas call do, it. <laughs> do we have any with three boobs? <laughs> so now... So now uh, Let's get back to the movie, shall we? Yeah. Because he's dressed up like Bond. He's driving yes. the, the Bond car. The Aston Martin. And he gets the Bond girl. Jennifer Gardner. Jennifer Gardner, who was also, you know, pedophilia. Because he's now 17 at the time, I believe. He scams the hooker. He scams yes, he the hooker. He outhooks the hook. That which, happened in real life. That's this is what, what I he heard, says. too, yeah. This is the one Exactly as said. it happens in the movie. Yep. Yeah, he says this is the only time he actually, like, scammed someone individually, mm-hmm. was this. He said she called the cops. Yeah. Really? The next day. Yep. Wow. When, yeah. the, when she, you know, she got fucked. Right. Wow. Um, what do we know Jennifer Garner from? She is Electra. Ben Affleck's wife. Electra. Oh. She's Electra. Oh. She was oh, on why, Alias. That's the first thing that popped in my head. <laughs> she is one of the girlfriends in Dude, Where's My Car of the Twins. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I know her. She is not one of the ones who says, we are hot chicks no. with large breasts. No, those, that was a whole different thing. <laughs> her t- her tits do get big at the mm-hmm. end of the movie yes, though. Yes. By like a necklace or something like that. What a wonderful time for film. Yes. Oh. <laughs> now I loved Dude Where's My Car. And when I saw this, I was like, it's the chick from Dude Where's My Car. She's one of the twins. The bubble bunch. Didn't she she also did like a coming of age movie? Zoltan. Thirteen going mm. on thirty. That was her real big break. That, that was and the alias. Real thing, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just oh and Daredevil. She's Daredevil. She did Daredevil. Yeah, that I'm was a, after this. I'm Adam Project. She did a bunch of stuff. She's in a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, so There's, what happens? With, they with this? they have such an extended scene here. You think like she's going to be a player in the film. You know, they give us so much character, and then she's just in this one scene, and that's it. It's over. It's just little like bits of Frank's like adventure. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I was saying when when we first started. I said I didn't know what I was supposed to get out of this movie. And it's things like this that really throw me off. It's like this adds really very little to the movie, you know, to to any kind of meaning to it. And yet it it's giving such a large chunk of time in the film. It's, it's like 5 minutes we You're meant to just show. have fun with it. I guess so. You it's know? also this is also showing that this young guy is very savvy. Like more savvy than the average person, I think this is his 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 transfer of being a petty criminal to a real criminal is this moment, the Bond moment with the girl. It's his you know graduation. I mean? Yeah, that's the tr- it's to where the he's transfer. not stumbling through it anymore. Now he's, he's a true a professional con man. Yes, mm-hmm. that's why he okay. knows exactly what he's doing. Fine, right? And what happens is. He so he just he negotiates with the girl for a thousand dollars and then whips out a fake fourteen hundred dollar check, gives her the check, and she gives him four hundred dollars in change. So he gets a free four hundred dollars to sleep with this girl, right? Um, Which is very it's a slick move. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apparently, it happened in real life. Yeah, which is which is interesting. And then you see, there's no. 
inkling of any kind of morality with prostitution or no. anything like that. Not at all. The movie is not concerned with that They're at all. They're just having fun. Yeah. It's the 60s. It's swinging the 60s. Swing in 60s. Swing 60s. You can just sleep with 17-year-olds. She's not a moral person. She's selling herself right. for money. Yeah. You know? right. Well, she, so it turns out she's about 20 years old. They, She's older, yeah. They say, oh, She's I like saw a washed you on up the, model. I saw you the, on the cover of 17, mm-hmm. and oh, that was like three years ago. Yeah. And she said yeah. she will sleep with him for $1,000. $1,000. Yeah. Which, how much is that in 1965? Um, so I believe it's a 7 to 1 ratio, 7.5 to 1. So it's about 7 to 10. I think it's about $10,000, something like that. Seven, that is, that is about $10,000. Yeah. That's crazy talk. Yeah. That's an expensive That's piece of puss. Well, she was. That's Elliot Spitzer. That's client <laughs> no, number Elliot. the love gov. No, Elliot Spitzer. <laughs> Elliot Spitzer spent five thousand. I think he spent more than that. Do you remember the name of the girl? Oh fuck. God, no! Oh, I know. Fuck! Fuck! What is wait, it? what is it? Ashley Dupree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the love gov. It was such a great scandal. One of the best. It was oh, yeah. fun. It was yeah. Him and Weiner are like, yeah. and then and then we got the blind guy. Oh, the what a fucking that run! That was my favorite. What that a was, run! That was my favorite. We had a run of just <laughs> fucking great clowns. I remember sitting in Brian's house watching that guy's speech live. Patterson. Yes. yes. Patterson saying, "I found my way through the darkness my whole life. <laughs> I will lead us through it because he's blind." And me and him are like, "He might do it." <laughs> Literally, twelve hours later, I wake up, speak to him. Boom! Scandal. <laughs> it was it, it was an instant scandal. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget, we had a bunch of clowns that time. Jimmy McMillan. Yeah. yeah. Rent is too damn high. Well, he was running for office. It was a guy. golden era was, of goofy politicians. It was a great time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about in Jersey? The fucking gay guy. The, the foot tapping guy. Oh. Oh, <laughs> classic. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy's awesome. I can't remember his name. I know who you're talking yeah. about, though. We reference him all the time. <laughs> yeah, he lives on through his act. <laughs> He'll live on forever. He brought his wife up on stage and goes, I am a gay man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do you think she knew that was coming? <laughs> <laughs> so we see... Uh, uh, swinging 60s Georgia party. Well, we yeah, see, uh, we yeah. see a nice like contrast again with Hanratty, who had his whites dyed by like a red yes. sweater. They pull the <laughs> Spider-Man two uh, move. Yeah, of the old, clothes. Some old lady stain. got a red sweater in his in his whites. It's a very uh, tiny sweater too. I think it shrunk. Oh, it shrunk in the wash. But this she is... didn't seem concerned that it shrunk though. No, she did not. <laughs> this is also an important part because um, what's it called? He finds out his name is Barry Allen from... No, no, you're skipping an important part. He gets a call from Frank. Carl gets a call from yes, Frank to right. apologize. Oh, and Christmas. This is important because it continuously happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, I and that this. they have they start to form a weird relationship. Yeah, you well, know? Tom Hanks calls him out for being a liar, but it turns out he wasn't actually lying. He wasn't lying at all. Yeah. Like, he yeah. wanted to get caught. He wants this. to be punished. He wants to be he stopped. He wants a dad. Yeah. He wants a dad. He wants a dad. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. want a dad. Right, and right. that's when you find out Carl's sitting in the Come thing. Come here, man. Yeah. <laughs> he finds out that uh, the Barry Allen is uh, from the flesh. Yeah. yeah. The the nerdy waiter's like, are you a collector? <laughs> Did you know that? Barry Allen? Yeah. Um, no. I actually only know that from this movie. I didn't know it before. It's mm. just, this is, that's how I found Did out. Did you pick up on it right away? Nope. Really? I didn't know. In the, in the beginning, um... You see Frank's messy room, and you see Flash comics. Yeah, I real after yeah. after they point out, I realized that yeah, they, they had bring it up before. To it. Yeah, 
But very subtle. Very subtle illusion. All right, I'm going to say a name, and you have to tell me who the superhero is. Go. Okay. Wally West. <laughs> I would have said The Flash, but I know that's not it now. Um, mm -hmm. That's weird. Uh, oh, God. I don't know. I don't Wally know. West is The Flash. He takes over for Barry Allen. Oh, okay. Give me another one. Oh, Give me another one. Right. Tricked you. Give me another one. Yeah. All right. Hal Jordan. The Green Lantern. Okay, okay. You're you actually are pretty good at comics compared to me too. I I know a few. I used yeah. to. I've seen the cartoons and things like that. Mm -hmm. I think I'm better with DC than than Marvel. That's a rarity. Scott Nowadays. Summers. Hawk Man. Hawk Girl. No, I don't know. I don't Hawk know who that is. You mean? Hawk. So Scott Summers, Hawk Girl. No, that's wrong. <laughs> I don't know who Scott hey, Summers. Cyclops. Uh huh. Give me two more. Two give, more. Give, him, we'll a D, give him a DC. Give, give him a DC. That, he's only been giving me DC. See, I knew that. Give me a Marvel. Give you. Give me a Marvel. Marvel. Well, Cyclops is Marvel. Yeah, that's, oh, what I, that's why I said yeah. DC. Oh, I was I thinking of Cyborg. Cyborg is the black guy. The black robot man. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm trying to think yeah. of one. Ted Cord. Ted Cord. I think I know. He's really guy. fucking pulling the weird ones. That's weird. Um, I feel like DC, Every if it's not is this, the Is it DC three, or Marvel? This it's one. It's DC. The man, Martian Manhunter. No. <laughs> Fuck is that? He's a green guy. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? I do know. That's the Blue Beetle. I've never even heard what of is that? that. What is that? Blue Beetle? You're trying to trick me. Give me like one I might get. Right, yeah, like a popular one. <laughs> John Stewart. The, the Daily, Daily Show. Show. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. I knew that do you know do you know who no. Do you no. know? Uh no. Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman. Yeah. That's the black green lantern. Oh. Uh, That's John Stewart. Um, okay. Okay. Last one. Last okay. one. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go Marvel. Okay. I just gotta think for one second. Okay. I'm going through Marvel characters. I feel like Marvel is so big now. You know, like everyone right away. You know everyone right away. I don't think I know everyone. No. I, all right. I, I, I right, think. We'll see. Uh, I think I could. I could pull up one. All right. Ready? Yeah. yeah. I think Steve will know this. I don't know if you will. James Rhodes. This is Marvel. Marvel. I have a feeling I know what you're doing, but uh, I don't know. The, the, I'll, I will give you a hint. It's a black man. Nick Fury. I'm here. Fury. <laughs> I don't know. Who is it? Do you well, know? Did you say Nick Fury? Well, yeah. That's the only black so, guy I know. So you think James... That's Samuel L. Jackson. So Nick Fury... <laughs> That's a fake name. That's like a secret I, identity. Maybe that's his superhero name. James Rhodes goes into a booth and he comes out as Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. <laughs> uh, is that um, it's uh, Furious. War Machine? Yeah, it's War Machine. Yeah, War Machine yeah. Steve beat you. Watch out. Well, I, lo I like War Machine. I know that's, that was your favorite character. That was my favorite character growing up. Yeah. I'm a War Machine. What came first, the character or that song? Ooh. Probably. What year is that I album? The character. 80. That's not 80. It's War Machine? Machine? That's Creatures? It's on Creatures. No. Yeah. Is it Creatures? Yes. Then that then that came out after. Mm -hmm. There's the album. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> War Machine's on Creatures? I mean, if I'm wrong, I then... I thought the Gene song on that was... Um, I Love It Loud. I Love It Loud. I think they're both on that. Are they really? Yeah. What a strong album. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's amazing! <laughs> it is on creatures. Right? What a yeah. 
Yeah, Creatures is Danger, like, no Creatures one is like Creatures, one of the best is, Creatures is easily top five. It's, it's top two. It, yeah, <laughs> it's, it might be. Uh, personally, for me, it's their best album, but, you know. <laughs> what a strong album. What a huge shock. <laughs> I forgot. He's I, a huge Kiss fan. I forgot it was on that. <laughs> so um, we cut to the future, I believe, now. The future. The future. Uh, oh, no, excuse me, not the future. They're looking for... Frank, well, Tom, and they go to his mom Tom, who married And his Jack. mom immediately was like, look at the pictures of my son in the yearbook. His yeah. mom does not give a fuck about him. No. She remarried. Or she, her family, yeah. yeah. She's done. She's she written. moved on. She was willing to they, pay, though. Yes. She was like, oh, I'll give you some yeah. money, and how much does he owe? It's I'll give you like $4,000 something like that, and it's like $1.3 million mm. he stole, which today... $13 million. Yeah. I think we're definitely <laughs> supposed to be on dad's side in this whole thing as far as... I think you should be. Um, I mean, the mother had an affair. This yeah. is true. This is very yeah. true. But the dad was just being yeah, well, me. He lost all his money by being a tax cheat, right? Yeah. So he did fuck up. Yeah. He did. But yeah, to have his wife abandon the family mm-hmm. because yes. of it is kind of... Uh, Pretty yeah, bad. She's the villain. She's definitely. She's not good. Yeah. Like, no. there's an honorable way to go through a divorce. And, and I wonder if you, if what you said is true, and this is Spielberg's personal feelings being reflected in the film. It 100 percent is. His mother had an affair with his dad's best friend. That's yeah. exactly what happens in this movie. Yes. So yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now we get the massive '60s fucking party. Swing. Yeah. Which is insane. <laughs> it's not really insane. It's just a bunch of people in a house, and he kind of walks through it. It's just 60s stuff, you yeah. know. It's, it's a wild party. They there's got a high five. Yeah, there's, there's a conversation pit that's referenced. My, fi- my fiance wants a conversation pit in our future house, and I don't know even how. How do you even go about that? Levels. Do you want levels? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not even doing it. I mean, I'm doing it. You're but doing it, but I, <laughs> I, I know you're doing it, but it works so well. <laughs> like, it worked so well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Lance fractures his elbow? Who's Lance? Lance is the guy that fell in the conversation pit. Oh, okay. <laughs> the lady hit, comes like, Lance fell in the conversation pit. And that's why he goes to the hospital to check up on Lance. Yeah. Why isn't he having fun in his own party? Well, he he had wine spilt on his Italian knit sweater. He's such They're a fucking jerk his record in this player. Scene. Like, why have these people over and have the party if you're not going to enjoy the party? They were destroying his house. When you host, you never get to enjoy it. You always got to worry uh, about things. He's going to abandon it all anyway. What does he care? Good point. Yeah, he's a Good jerk. Yeah. He should have been trashing it with them. Yeah. This is Italian knit, man. <laughs> yeah. Eh, shut up. And then he goes to the hospital wearing the shirt. Yep. Which he, isn't stained. It didn't even get stained. And he sees a young nurse with braces. Yes. Amy played Adams. by Amy Adams yeah. in her nurse, big break. Nurse this is her big break? Nurse I think strong. this is her big, big break. Yeah. She was in Talladega Nights. She's really, really. She's attractive. confused, Brenda, constantly by me with the girl from the office. They look almost yes. the same, yeah. and I mean, they play that joke on the office because they have Amy Adams show up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and uh, Jim starts dating her to make Pam jealous in like yeah. season two or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he decides, uh, I, I want to bang this nurse. Yes, I'm going to be a doctor now. Yes, Doctor Connors. Doctor Connors. Which I think may also be another comic book reference. Oh, yeah? The Lizard, Dr. Connors. Oh. That's a Spider-Man villain. Spider-Man villain. That, yeah, that's probably I don't think reference. they pay it off, but I, I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. And this didn't happen. 
So the whole she he has a whirlwind romance with this girl, and they end up like getting married. Yeah. Um, the true he has say, stated um, the real guy that this is heavily based on a stewardess he knew um, when he was living in New Orleans for a time, which she's from New Orleans in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, there was no talk of marriage whatsoever. He was a young guy, and that wasn't in his head at all. Yeah, but I saw that too. Um, and that's it. Like she, it's just. A girl he was with, but it, it's not based on any kind of true yeah. romance or anything. Right. They needed that to make the movie more. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it puts he heavier Put stakes in yeah. it. Yeah. They get to have that scene with with uh, Martin Sheen. Yes. That Great scene. Great yeah. scene. But so, now and I love when he tells Sheen the truth. We'll just skip a little. Mm -hmm. Yes. And he tells yeah, Martin Sheen the truth, and he's like, look, I'm not a pilot. I'm not all these yep. things. I just love your daughter. Yeah. And he so respects he, it. And he's posing as a doctor at this point. Yes. He, he's weaseled his way into the hospital. He gets called down to actually be a doctor with a kid who's broke his leg. He broke his leg. And Do then you concur? Puked. And supposedly this is true. Oh, he, yeah? Yeah, he decided he had to get out of this game. He was actually going to hurt people mm -hmm. if he stuck around. If he's pretending to be a doctor. pretending to be a doctor, yeah. So he's like, this is too dangerous. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I think there, so there then might be. he switched be, yeah. to law. Yeah, and he starts yeah. practicing law. Martin Sheen gives him a, a, an in yep. as, like, his new father-in-law. And, he, and uh, supposedly he passes the bar. Mm -hmm. He passes the bar. Apparently the Louisiana bar... Uh, in real life, never heard of this man. Now Doesn't I heard exist. the exact opposite. I heard that this is true, and he actually studied for two weeks, and got and pa managed to pass the test and got his license. There's no uh, license under his name, at all, even the fake names. Even the fake names. Yeah. Name. So apparently, that's from the Louisiana. Uh, maybe they're lying. Lord. We don't know. Maybe they. Yeah, maybe they don't want to be embarrassed. They're covering their yeah. face. Covering their asses yeah. to be like, hey, you can't just. Take the bar and pass. You right. gotta do what you gotta do. As far as Frank is concerned, he passed the bar. Yes. So what I am what mm -hmm. I'm seeing right now is he forged a transcript from Harvard and applied to take the bar exam. He studied hard, failed twice, and he passed the Louisiana exam on his third try after eight weeks of studying. There you go. Eight um, weeks. Yeah, I mean everything he pulls off in this manner is like just elaborate forgeries of credentials. Right, right. You know? You know what, though? In my People line their resume all the time. Yeah. In my mind, <laughs> if he's able to pass the bar, he should be able to practice law, as far as I'm concerned. He sure. was legally working. They have a funny yeah. scene where he's, like, imitating a TV show. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like well, that's Matt something <laughs> that's repetitive, right? He's always repeating the TV, because the TV's more of a inspiration than anything else for him right so he like like you said in the courtroom he's like the jury and the, and mm. he's doing like these tv tropes ladies and gentlemen of the jury and he's like there's no jury there's this is yeah. like, <laughs> it's a preliminary hearing yeah. <laughs> like what is the matter with you <laughs> i'm gonna need you back here i got a case about two utes who <laughs> to what Mr. <laughs> they knocked off a bodega <laughs> <laughs> they don't have bodegas down there. no <laughs> it's a convenience story yes has and anybody here sucks. seen Kelly? Oh, yes. yeah. That was a weird scene. I did like that. They're all singing. They have an have you ever sang with your family like that in the, on the couch? Yeah, but it's Sing always, along. like, ironic. <laughs> like, there's a heavy right. bit of, like, fucking around. You're here. not, like, looking at each other, smiling. No, we're not We're not all enjoying something together. It's like we're being facetious right. in some way. Somebody doesn't like <laughs> the song, so we're all going to sing it, you know? 
<laughs> so he visits his father again, who's still having IRS problems. And and his father's like, I'm not telling you to stop. Steal and get everything yep. they took from us back. Yeah. You can't stop. Which we know is bullshit. Yep. Yeah, didn't happen. And he calls Hanks. Yep. On Christmas Eve again. On Christmas Eve. And he's like... Stop chasing me, please. I just want this to be done. Uh-huh. Like, I got a real job. He almost, like, was going straight. He was he trying. Was trying he was to. He trying, but yeah. you stole $4 million. Right. You're, you're going to jail. He's, He's like, you have to car. pay for what you He's did. He's got a wife now. Yep. yep. At least in the movie. Because I love my job. Mm-hmm. Yes, Tom Hanks. And now the FBI... I'm Southern sh- now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now he knows that because he's getting married... He's stuck in one place. He can't run as fast yes. as he usually can. So they go Change to the engagement party. Yep. Mm-hmm. So now they go. The FBI crashes his engagement party. Is this engagement or is this his wedding? It's engagement party. party. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he takes Amy Adams up to the room because he sees the FBI. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got to confess something. And she's like, you're not a Lutheran. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Which is a funny, it's a funny, funny line. line. Yeah. yeah. One of my ex-girlfriends was a Lutheran. Really? Yeah. So that means they worship Luther Vandross, right? Yes. <laughs> they love the synod of Luther Vandross, and that's Le- all they listen to. And Lex Luthor, they love him too. <laughs> He's like a patron saint. He's a patron saint. Yes. Just you're, you're, when you go that way, you go out of frame. That's oh, I'm out of frame. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, all over I was, the place. I was just lounging. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> That's why I'm like <laughs> going right. like this. I want to keep that in. Yeah, <laughs> but the Lutherans, you know, it's it's a little interesting being with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I went to some services with her. You went to a Lutheran service. I've been to a couple. Really? Yeah. I don't know what that means though. What's different? He doesn't know. He has no. They're like. Point. No, I know. No. I've been to Catholic yeah, mass before. You have stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you so you know about the one true faith. You're <laughs> fucked at the resurrection, dude. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Just skip it. <laughs> Let's not, not, don't even go down this road. Let's just move on. Just, there's another path. We, we'll take that one. So Brenda is holding cash in tears because he's like, we got to go. I got a ton of money. Meet me at my airport. Goodbye. And he runs away. He leaves out a window. And Carl just, miss, just misses him. What? Oh. What? Carl Weathers. Yeah, Apollo Creed. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Death on. <laughs> punches, punches Brenda in the face. <laughs> yeah, so now he has to flee to Miami. And yes. he gets to the airport. And he sees they're using Amy Adams' bait. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, he and he can't go to her, and he's like, ugh. He bounces like one of his checks. <laughs> I like that. Right? That was clever. I spent weeks thinking that up. <laughs> <laughs> she better like it. <laughs> so Leo comes up with a plan that will allow him to sneak fly past. out of Miami. He's got to sneak past the uh, agents. Which doesn't make sense because he has a car. He doesn't have to fly out of Miami. He could go yeah. anywhere. Yeah, he's in Louisiana. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they just, say he knows the airport. Yeah. I don't know. He knows every airport at this point. He's been to a lot of airports. But his plan is he goes to college and he holds fake auditions yes. like many a porn. Yeah. yeah. And he casts them as stewardess. And supposedly this Eight happened. Yep. <sighs> this is real. He, he, he hosted fake uh, auditions for sexy stews. Eight of them. And he uses them to get by everybody in security. 
He wants to go to Europe and for he two months. Takes them to Europe. <laughs> yep. This is his way to escape over international waters. Yes. That's his trick. And he goes to La Francais. Yep. He goes. Yeah. And it works. I like the uh, they report of a car outside. He paid a driver to sit there, and the sign says uh, yeah. "Han Ratty." Yeah. So he knew he was tricking the Asian. The final insult. Yeah. And then uh, seven months later, so he. He was over there for quite some time. Mm-hmm. It turns out the international fraud got so good, and he was doing it so much, that they have to stop him. Otherwise, another agency is going to get him. Well, in the movie, he set up this giant machine. Like a warehouse. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he's printing thousands of fake checks. Yes. It's like a <laughs> And they're French like perfect forgeries. Press. And they're so good that they realize that the only way he could be printing them is with a giant machine. Yes. <laughs> and, and there's only one place they should, exist. And it's just him in this warehouse like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> then they're like, flying he's everywhere. He's like going mad right. with power. <laughs> well, he wants to be caught. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. wants this to end. Right. It's... Uh, it, Really, it's insane. Yeah, um, I don't think anything. <laughs> but he's is actually ma- true. He's <laughs> making real checks, supposedly. Yeah, like yes. that's what they figure right. out. Right. Yes. It's from a printing press. It's a French printing press. This is a weird reference, but do you remember that '70s show? Okay. There's an episode where Donna finds a pair of panties in Eric's car. And yes. They belong to her, and then she has a nightmare. That they're in Eric's bedroom, and he pulls like a ripcord, and thousands of panties fall out of the ceiling on him. I remember, and he this. starts screaming, "Panties, glorious panties!" <laughs> That's kind of what I felt like watching this yes. scene with the checks. He's like, "Got him!" And whose <laughs> panties were they? I they were uh, Donna's mom. That's at the okay, end of the episode, yes. who had had sex with her father in Eric's car. Seventies <laughs> huh. man, okay. what a time! No. Crazy, crazy stuff. I mean, this is kind of the uh, the seventies. Crazy right now. stuff. We're man. in the seventies in this film, so it's uh, not yet because everything wraps up by nineteen sixty nine until he starts working for the FBI. Well, that's where we're we're going into. So Hank catches him, catches and he's him. like, "If you run, they're waiting to shoot they're you outside." You. So no American had any part in the capture of him. He was arrested by the French police. That makes um, more sense. Yeah. Uh, Tom he was Hanks. extradited, though. Tom Hanks' character did not go to France. Um, yeah. He, he was never extra- got to he see was extradited, though, right? Oh, you know what? Tom Hanks' character may have been the one to bring him back. But he had no involvement in the capture. The actual arrest. Yeah. yeah. In the movie, they do it well, though, because you kind of think Carl's lying to him. Like, they're, they're out there. They're well, it could, to kill they you. could play it either way, yeah. right? And then he comes out, and there's nobody in the street. Right. And then out of nowhere, all the police show up, and it's like, no, Carl was actually telling the truth to mm-hmm. you. Like, he's, he's the, he becomes the father in this, this few next scenes. He's finally being disciplined. He's finally yeah. being put in his place. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, now, in real life, he was in French prison for six months before he was transported to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, in this, it seems like it's longer because he has time to grow a beard and long hair. Yeah. You know? Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe looks like that's six months. Year. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't think so, man. Because his beard's like down to here. It's not right? that long. It's pretty long. It's no? in the beginning. I really don't remember. I didn't take note of it at the time. Well, I don't we'll know. probably see. Maybe. Who knows? But then they're on the plane. Yes. Um, yeah. And this is, this is a cool scene because now they're finally together and talking to each other and they're... Yeah. Tom Hanks is fucking with him a little bit. He's got the eclair. Um, he finds out his dad is dead. He panics. Yep. And he runs into the bed. He's very upset. Yeah. Now, in the movie, he takes the toilet apart and sneaks into the bowels of the plane. Right? Landing gear. In real life, it was the kitchen. He actually did this. Yes. Uh, he managed to escape off the plane when it landed. 
and he runs to his mother's house, and he sees his mother having a nice life without him, and it drives him fucking nuts and says, you know, arrest me. He gives. Yeah. He sees his mother's daughter, all this. Right. His half-sister. In, in real life, he gets off that plane and makes it all the way to Montreal. Yep. And will be apprehended in the Montreal airport. The he French, did not man. go home. Yeah. <laughs> he had a hard-on for he the French. Yeah, 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 he just wanted well, he to get his mother. Yeah. He could yeah. speak it. Yeah. He had a couple of friends, uh, a, a couple of weeks out on out in escape land mm -hmm. at that time, but they did get him back. Now, he goes to prison, right? I saw a thing today, and it makes no sense to me. I don't understand the scam, mm -hmm. uh, but it said, this is not in the movie. Okay. It said that he had a girlfriend who was sympathetic to him. Okay. And he was getting special treatment when he was in prison, and some of the guards thought he was a prison inspector and not a prisoner. And the, I don't, I don't get that at all. I don't know how that's even possible. Um, yeah. But the thing I said, I watched said this that somehow the girlfriend on the outside got him a business card that said he was a prisoner, a prison inspector, and with a phone number on it. And the phone number was to a payphone in a mall. So that when he gave the card to guards, to, uh, like the people at the prison, they called the number. And she answered. Wait, she was waiting by the phone to answer, and she picked up as his secretary, huh? And like confirmed who he was, right? That's and then she pulled up to the prison, picked him up, and they just let him go, and he escaped again. But then he got picked up again. Uh, <laughs> the story know. doesn't make sense to me. It's I don't believe it. A lot of but this is something is convoluted. So if if anybody knows this and it's out there, be my guest. Tell us about it. But yeah. um, I I really didn't I didn't go for it. Hearing it's, about it, I mean, did you did you see anything about this? I am looking it up now, mm -hmm. but a lot of people. This actually, the New York Post ran an article about him March thirteenth, twenty twenty three, about how like you know his lifetime of lies and like all this shit. Mm -hmm. But you know, I am trying to find that prison scam thing, and this website. AF Security Systems, you know, has an article about it. That's him. That's his company. Is it? <laughs> yeah, he he now runs a security firm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you were getting conned. <laughs> you were getting Brian's conned. Brian's getting locked. conned right in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave them a thousand dollars. But no, yeah, you know, who perfect. knows who knows if that's real or not. I don't know. I I can't I don't know, man. It's hard to believe. A lot of his stuff is hard to believe. And I'm not the only one who thinks that. So, Hanratty shows up on Christmas Eve yeah. to Leo and he brings in Bar <laughs> Flash Comics, the Barry Allen, and he's also like I'm after this new uh check guy. Yeah. And he shows Leo the check and Leo boom instantly knows that it's What's a teller. Yep. Mm -hmm. And Hanks is like, oh shit, we can use this guy. He wants to hire him. Yeah. He wants to hire him. He wants to become his dad. I'm gonna be your new daddy. Call me daddy. Um, the dad shit aside, that happened. They got he started working for the FBI, yeah, shortened his that. prison sentence, and did it for years. Uh, and those two guys, the real guy, um, we said his name earlier, Joseph Shea. Shea yeah. and Frank. We're lifelong friends until uh, Shay's death in 2005, I believe. Mm. And uh, 
the movie at the end uh, says like companies paid him like millions of dollars to uh, create better security for fraud. Yes, which is at the time of the movie he was running a security fraud. Yeah, when the movie came out. Yeah, uh, uh, not security fraud. Security, security company. company. Yeah. Unfortunately, I may have to de- debunk the uh, IR the uh, FBI thing. Go for Go it. Go for it. Yeah. Jur- this is from Wikipedia. Journalist Ira Perry was unable to find any evidence that Abagnale worked with the FBI, according to one retired FBI special agent in charge. Abagnale was caught trying to pass personal checks in 1978. Whoa. Several years after yeah. he claimed that he began working with the FBI. So this guy's still a liar. He's still a liar. So that's- And like he was arrested several times in and out. There's a lot of like bullshit. You know, yes. it's mixed. Though. He was in the Navy in real life. Oh, yeah. Because uh-huh. mind you, that's Wikipedia. When did he even have time to join the Navy? From December 1964 to February 1965. Wikipedia is also user input. It's not. It is. Fact. So it's hard to go by that. Uh, but I did see the same thing where all, like Wikipedia, if you go on to it, it's like 90 percent of what this man said was BS. Mm hmm. But this a lot of I this, see real articles like you saw. A lot where, of this is from yeah. uh, the Daily Oklahoman in that's what's cited right. in 1978. Okay. So I don't know. <laughs> well, it seems like he's a mystery in a riddle wrapped in an enigma. Ah. This man is a mystery to us to this yeah. day, and I guess that's a testament to the themes of the film. Right. Um, we can't get a handle on it, and thus he has conned us on our own show. Maybe. I mean, the movie exists, though, so it's... The movie exists. It's hard to We tell. know the man is a living There person. is a myth. Yeah. yeah. We don't know the man. We know the myth. We know he owns We know his legend. Firm, so. And we know the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And we know he lied about... But, well, he didn't lie. Spielberg put in parent thing. Yeah. So that's fact. I mean, there's... It, the heart there's of, a good mix. The heart of the movie... It is, is what it is. a man who just needs a dad. He needs dad to yep. discipline him. Yeah. And the heart of the ocean is at the bottom of the Atlantic. Yeah. And right. now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the episode, I think. Okay. The picture. The picture. Best you've ever done. That's a plane. This is the best you've ever done. That's a plane, That's even a plane. though even though it's uh, the wing is translucent. It's probably made of some glass. <laughs> it's rudder is it's rudder worthless. Is... It's far too small for this. Wait a minute. It... What is that on the back? What? What is that? That's a Pan Am logo. Oh, yeah. it's a Pan Am logo. Yeah, I can't. I don't know what it actually is, but I. It's like a globe. But that okay, that makes sense. This couldn't fly, but it's a plane. <laughs> <laughs> it's a plane. <laughs> they had some trouble in the air. <laughs> yeah, it looks like like when they try to when like Uganda tries to make aircraft and they fail. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like the wings aren't big enough. For <laughs> They put a ceiling fan yeah, on the one, helicopter. So the wing, like <laughs> the wing on the right side of the plane, is a legit wing. It's actually like shaped like a wing. But the one closest to us on the left side of the plane is just a circle, just a circular wing. <laughs> but well, we do know it's a plane. That's a plane right off the bat. Normally, that's, when he draws pa- planes, he, planes. Normally, like when cop. he draws planes, he draws, he draws penises. Yeah. So that's not a dick. Not this time. You did. Go- you're getting better. Yeah. Well, you know, it's ten thousand hours, right? Makes a master. Mm. Right. So you got. 10,000 movies to uh, Yeah. <laughs> to yeah, I, I, I was proud of this one. I was like, this, I think, looks pretty good. Yeah, good job, right? I can't wait till eventually it's going to be like masterful works. You I'm know? just going to get my wife to do it because she could actually draw and paint. <laughs> well, no. Sub her in. So, what? It's rating time. Yeah, let's rate this. Um, 
I'll go first. Yep. If you want. I I I gave it a decent rating, not the highest. Seven point five out of ten. Okay. I liked it. It's enjoyable. I I would watch it anytime and feel okay with it. It's not groundbreaking. It's not gonna like blow your mind, but it's cool and it's fun, you know. I don't know how to how to rate this. I'm at I'm at like a weird conundrum because historical accuracy versus entertainment. There's just that's good. Yeah. I I like the movie. I thought it was good. It was fun to watch. Um, I just I, I don't know. It's just there to me. Left you wanting more. I didn't even want. It's just like okay, that was a story. Yeah. I have no reason to revisit this ever. <laughs> um, but I didn't dislike it. Everybody's good in it. Six? Seven? Seven, I think, is what I get from you. Seven. Fine. What about you? You love it, so I'm curious. I'm going to go nine. Nine. That's high. I really, I love this movie. I love it more now than Mm. I did before. I'm getting more out of it. Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, I know more about Spielberg, Mm -hmm. uh, the whole family stuff. Yeah, there's a personal relationship you have with the film, and that that makes sense. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's so enjoyable for me. Mm -hmm. It's infinitely watchable. Like, I can watch it at any moment and tune in. Yeah. Watch it for 20 minutes and be happy. I have a good question for uh, Anthony. Oh, yeah. Uh, if we didn't, and you did, like, I didn't tell you the director, and you watched this movie, would you think it was a Spielberg? That's a good question. I would, uh, to be honest, I would be like, that's not Spielberg. It doesn't feel like one of his. No, it's um, rare. I think it does. Yeah. Uh, when you know it's him, you see the tropes. Right. But uh, but if I didn't know, would I have discerned? Would you it? have been like, that's a Spielberg? I don't think you like would. A, I, uh, well, I when think you think hard. Spielberg, do you think like his dramas, or do you think his big? Look, I've shit? seen enough of his movies. I, I can spot a Spielberg movie, mm-hmm. but this one just off. feels a little off. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why. And no, I, I agree. That's why I asked you because you didn't see it before. I think I'm, I personally I get annoyed with just like the gla- the glamorizing of the '60s because I hate the decade so much, <laughs> and I hate the people in it. <laughs> I hate but, humans. <laughs> no, I, I just hate that whole culture. I, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Everything that happened that in the decades sucked balls for everyone. <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> the Beatles are pretty good, though. It's yeah, that, that, uh, the music's good. Some good, some good music came out of there. A little bit of uh, interesting art, you know. Um, but uh, I, I think you're on the same page there. Like you probably wouldn't, right? I wouldn't be yeah, like maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. But yeah, that's that's catch if you can. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Thank thank you for uh watching, listening, supporting. Anthony, what should our fans do? Uh like and subscribe. I hope you like this episode. Um just, you know, ring the bell. Do all the good stuff. Get involved. Sure. Send us an email. Send us a comment yeah. on the social medias. Now Brian's going to repeat everything I said quickly. Go. Yeah, go do it. He's going to say it real fast. Yeah. Want to give a big thank you to Bry Walt, Q Getem. Tell them Steve, Dave, Lannis Record down in their studio. Come on down visit them in Hazlitt. Thank you all for listening and or watching the show wherever you are. Follow us on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that shit. Our view history pod on Twitter, reviewing history pod everywhere else. Follow me personally on all social media, Brian Rupert with two P's. Uh, 
Follow me on Letterboxd. I rank and review every single movie I watch, even the ones in my personal life. Thank you so much. We will see you next time. Bye.